Stone Cold Steve Austin knows that the opinions of beer podcast exist in this world. And opinions, opinions, and beer. Two guys and another guy will never happen again. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah, we got ourselves some uh, saloon door. Uh, Brewster Cogb- uh, Cogburn. Okay. <laughs> it, it's a it's a vanilla it's an imperial vanilla cream ale. It fuck it's it's an alcoholic cr- cream soda, man. It don't even taste like beer. It tastes like straight cream soda, and I gave it a low rating because of that. Like I like a beer flavored beer with my beer. <laughs> this this is a uh, this is beer for children. <laughs> beer for children, exactly. Yeah. How you doing, Buck Ford? What you up to today? Pretty good. It's opening day of Dove season, brothers. Oh hell yeah! Oh, yeah, you guys out? Did you get any birds this morning? No, absolutely not. <laughs> no, no, I ain't been hunting in years, and I, I usually go deer hunting at the most. Uh, I ain't never been dove hunting. Yeah, I hear you. It's good times. Kind of slow morning, but we got some birds. Oh hell yeah! Is uh is uh dove hunting like is it more exciting than deer hunting? Yeah. Is it better? Uh, it, it just it just depends on what what you're into. Deer hunting is more rewarding at the end of the day, but I mean, at the same time, you're out shooting birds out of the sky, dropping them, you know, getting your limits. You're not, you're not sitting there shooting one shot. Yeah, yeah. that's why, like, I, I feel like it'd be, it, like you said, it may be, deer hunting may be more rewarding, but like, shooting doves out the sky sounds more exciting. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I'm from California and we, we, we hunt ducks and dove as primarily our main hunting season you know we, we got we should we deer hunt out here too but it, it really ain't worth deer hunting out here oh yeah down here like deer hunting is the thing everyone's got a, a deer lease and blah 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 you know hog hunting yeah all oh, hog hunting that's a thing we got <laughs> hog hunting here too yeah yeah yeah, but, yeah no definitely you know if you're in the whitetail areas you're, you're into that and they grow them different there and they they you know you're able to do more yeah you know you know, here a limit is a little fork and horn like this, and if you can get like a wedding ring on top of it, everyone shoots it because we're so overpopulated for deer hunters, and no one knows how to grow a buck and how to you know do it like they do back you know back to Midwest and you know back east and stuff where they can you know they keep the stock and they watch it and they let it grow and then they, you know yeah they can right there it's not that way here oh uh, so. But so many deer are killed with a white t-shirt of a guy off the road N- nowadays. It's it's crazy. <laughs> well, uh, welcome to Opinions and Beer. I'm Adam. This is Keenan. I am Keenan. Uh, it's great to have you on, uh, Mr. Buck Ford. Uh, you know, Buck Ford sounds a lot like Colt Ford. Are you related? <laughs> Not related to Colt. Like, that's a weird thing to say, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Not in the You're same genre, Adam. The same last <laughs> names. I know it's not right. Oh, but you know what? That reminds me of a question. What is your opinion on country rap? Oh, you gotta get on it bright and early for me. Um, I don't know. Colt kicks butt. I'll be honest with you. The guy's a singing son of a gun. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. See. You're right, like, dude, country rap's hit and miss. Like, there's great country rap artists, and there's just terrible country rap artists. Yeah. And there's not, there's no in between. They're either really shit or they're really great. I don't know. It's I'm a fan of Colt Ford. Colt Ford's great. He's great. Oh yeah, yeah. I like his song back. 
down in Napa in California who played a show I opened for him years ago and uh, nice guy great great singer I do know that I just you know he he found something and he went with it oh yeah yeah so you met him uh, I've met him before yep yep that's cool in, cool uh, stuff yeah, nice cat you know so he's he's been around just tried something and it worked for him you know and you can't dog him for that and you know people are loving him and he's making records and doing it so you know it, it is what it is you know there's so many things that you know, I'm a traditionalist and I always have been. And even myself, man, I, I get a little edgy sometimes on the songs I cut and stuff like that. But yeah, I remember that reminds me of you saying that, like, you know, uh, your, your song Saving the Planet was like, you know, uh, like, I, I forget how you worded it. Like, it was just uh, something new for you. It was like staying traditionalist while trying something like a, a kind of a new style, like the, the country style that's, in, in, you know, hit today and stuff like that, you know. Right. Well, you know, it's just... It, it's definitely not like a pop country song. I mean, it's a legit country song, but it is like the kind of country that's being done I'm, today. I'm, I'm definitely pushing it to, to the edge there. It's not usually something, you know, that I usually cut, but at the same time, it's still me. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It's still... And, dude, I want to say I, I'm ex I, I've been extremely excited about this interview because of how traditional country you are, how, like, actually real to-the-bone country music that you play, it's not pop country, it's not this new wave shit, it's just straight up some, it's just straight up old Merle Haggard country. <laughs> and I love it. Like I said, George Jones, fucking, you know, all, all the greats, and, and you stick with straight up country and western style. You don't have any rap verses, you know? <laughs> and I love it. I love that so much. It's about all I know, man, to be honest with you. That's just the music that comes out of me. You know, I wouldn't be doing this stuff yeah. if it wasn't for that kind of music. I mean, I grew up on guys like Straight and Chestnut and Tracy Lawrence and guys like that early 90s when I was a kid. That's the stuff I loved. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, you know, my mom played it so much. So, I mean, I, I think by the time I was 10 years old, I knew every lyric to every, to every song, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just I don't know anything else. That's the music I want to play. And, and uh, you know, at times, like I said, I do get edgy. And, uh, you know, I, I, I kind of fall into or try to fall into something that's going to be like, oh, well, I think everyone can like this song or it doesn't. I'm trying to make songs where it doesn't completely weed out everybody in the traditional country world that I grew up playing music for and traveling and touring and having a fan base of that kind of folks that want to see that kind of show, but also, you know, attract folks that are like, oh, I'm out on the lake, I'm partying, or, you know, I'm out drinking with, you know, at a bar somewhere. Yeah, I can, I can party to this song. And I, yeah, and like, those are the kind of songs that turn into anthems, man. You know, like, you want to bust it out every time you're at the lake or every time you're at a party, you know? Right, right. And, and you know, you got to be smart. If you're if you're an artist that's making records and, and you want to be successful and, and you know, you, you got to be original. You got to be something that everyone's not. You know, that's why you get to a certain level and, uh, you know, still chasing that dream. And I still plan to for a lot of years, but uh, you got to find something that's you. You got to find something that's, uh, I don't know, you, you, you yeah. got to bend a little bit to get yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. However, uh, speaking on that, some people, uh, some say might bend too far. Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, the number one spot in the top billboards for top 10 country songs right now? The Billboard Top 10, number one for the, la the past few weeks has been is fancy by walker hayes 
which I don't know if you've heard uh, uh, Fancy Like or Fancy Like by Walker Hayes. I don't know if you've heard that song, but it's the number one uh, country song right now, but it doesn't sound country at all. Was it that super poppy song? I can't it's remember. All, it's all rap. Oh, is it? <laughs> like, I know we heard it, but it was such garbage that I, like, I blocked it out. Because well, he, <laughs> he says Applebee's and therefore it's country. Oh, oh, that's all it takes. To, see, like, we got Buckford, who is legitimate, like like I said, to the bone country. And then, like, other artists are like, hey, I said Applebee's, so I'm in that genre. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Shoot. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know how that all works either, but uh, I know there's a lot of, uh, it's definitely changed. You know, you can't really go out and play in a bar for years and pay the dues and be like, oh, I want to sign that guy because he's put his dues in and he's, you know, there's guys that aren't walking around doing that anymore. It's more, you know, it's a big business and uh, they're hiring, you know, hiring people that really don't even need to be singers and putting a face to it. And, you know, we play with so many artists that play to tracks and half oh, the band. Oh, man. And they're coming out of Nashville, and they're Nashville hat cats. They got you know they got a single out. They got they got a hit on the radio, and you know they're playing the tracks. There might be someone in that band that's that's playing for real, but there's you know there's guys that they found at the gym that look good. <laughs> they're not even plugged in. They're not even playing. They're not even playing something that even makes sense to what they're acting to. Like they're not even playing the right. <laughs> oh my god it's sad man and, and you even think about it, like you know these this day and age like obviously you're real legit country i mean the second we got on the first words out of your mouth was how how's dove hunting going for y'all you know like but then we got these people that, they could even be singing a great fucking country song but i swear none of them have like a country bone in their body i mean that a lot of it's assumptions i don't know they're their life, but I, I get that vibe. Like this motherfucker ain't country at all. You know, <laughs> he's from Detroit. <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It, it's I'm not hating on anybody. You know, they're doing well. People are they're selling records, selling. You know, they're selling uh, all the digital platforms are kicking butt, and you know, the record companies they can't say no to that. They can't yeah, no. I mean, what's important is that the country genre stays alive, you know? Like, there was a period in time where, like... Out there, there really is. And, you know, it's not really about... I'm not saying I... You know, I, you know I'm... I just want to go out and tour and play music and make records. And, uh, you know, if I get on some local radio stations that want to play that kind of stuff, or even if I get signed by somebody that wants to push a song that's edgy enough to be on the radio, that's great. That's yeah. Awesome. But at the same time, I just want to tour and with my band and, and play authentic music. That's, that's other than that, I would just continue to go out and run a business and, and be in construction and do that kind of stuff. I mean, I, yeah, like whether or not it's being beloved by the masses or not, you're just happy to be doing what you love for a living, you know? Sure, and I've been very lucky. You know, I've been, I got a great band. I've been playing for over a decade together, and I'm proud that I can, you know, support them and keep them playing music for me and, and uh, travel all over and, you know, make a little bit of money and, and uh, get on to the next show and continue to make records. And, you know, that's all coming out of my back pocket, and that's, that's fine by me if I can continue to do that, um, you know. There's still, there's still, I mean, people have been following me for years since day one, and I, I go travel somewhere and see somebody's face that I've seen since, you know, when I had one song out, you know, 12, 13 years ago, and they're still there, and they're continuing to travel, and they're traveling hours to come see us, and that's like, you know, there's times where I'm like, man, what, what, what am I doing here? Like, why am I doing this? And then there's always, every time I get to that point, which happens a lot in the music business or anything you're trying to do, 
it's that way. You're like, man, why am I doing this? I, I, I can't do this anymore. There's always that one thing that, that happens. It could be a small thing. It could be someone, like I said, like that you that traveled like four hours to see you in some little podunk town. And they're like, man, we've been waiting for you to get here. Uh, we traveled four hours. We wait for the show. I'm like, that's why I'm still. Yeah. 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 And you know, it's, I, I don't want to say like, I hate the whole paying your dues kind of thing. Cause it's like, you know, this, I've been playing music with my band tour and I've been places I've never, ever would have thought of being, you know, so it, it's, I definitely played every damn honky tonk and, and style of show there, there, there was from honky tonk to a stage to a, a stadium kind of thing, theaters and stuff like that. Or I played yeah. those, right? but it's just like, I've been lucky to do that. You know, it's not really about, uh, you know, people say, Oh, you got to pay your dues. You got to pay your dues. And it's like, well, I think I paid my dues. If, if you want to talk that way. Um, and absolutely followed me is like, dude, man, you're, you're, you're still, you're still kicking. You're still like, yeah, I'm still playing music, doing this thing. I'm, I'm definitely not a new artist by any chance. I've been doing this stuff for a long time and, and, uh, you know, just, just, just barely getting by and, uh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, I only just recently discovered you, but like, and it kind of did blow my mind to, to look back and see that you've been doing this since, uh, I think one of the, uh, one of the furthest back songs I listened to was from 2012 and it kind of blew my mind to find out that you're in no way a new artist. You've been doing this for ten, over 10 years now. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's, it's freaking hauled, hauled butt. I'll tell you that much, man. It's, uh, I, it still feels like yesterday where I was trying to find a guitar player to go start a band and a drummer that, Oh, that guy's not good enough. Or we got to get this guy and first couple of gigs, you know, or if I can go back there and do some work, I would do it tomorrow. It's so much fun. And just for, from where we're at now to where we've revolved we've between, you know, I've had some great musicians play with me for years and, and uh, I've had a lot of, some of my band members been with me for over nine years, just, I'm just close to 10 years and just me and playing and, and uh, it's just, you know, it's great. It's really cool how, how it's all happened this way. And, guys that, that believe in the music and love the music and just want to go out and play and tour and, and, and get it out so it's uh it's quite a, i just feel blessed that that we're here and we're playing music and we're and we're not going anywhere anytime, so <laughs> do you uh do you guys tour uh texas anytime soon uh shoot nothing nothing soon uh where are you guys at we're down here like beaumont like divider uh southeast and texas crazy enough we actually have a uh we uh we have Someone turned the old VFW into a music hall, and they just booked rehab there. I don't know if you remember rehab, bartender, and all that. The uh, bartender really did it this time. Everyone knows the song, man. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> and oh, so uh, it's called the Oaks. If you get booked there, we'll be there. <laughs> if you get booked there, we'll. Do oh, it. Well, not just there, man. Like you, you get booked if you if you go as like as close like Houston. If you were at Houston, I would drive to Houston to see you. Shit, dude, I would drive to Dallas or. For, or if you're anywhere in Texas, I'm going to see you. Put it that way. <laughs> yeah, it's been so long since we've been in Texas. We toured in Texas in 2014. We were there for just about a month. Uh, we played everywhere. We played Pooties down at Willie Nelson's place in Pooties. We played in Huntsville, sh um, Shenanigans. Uh, okay. Huntsville, is that outside of Houston? Yeah, that's close. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's probably, that's probably the closest I've gotten to you guys. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean it's only like a stone throw away to Huntsville. You know, it's uh, I, I we drive to Huntsville for concerts all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm 
We got uh, a brand new rig and stuff, so we're we're looking to get. You know, we're doing a lot in the northwest, up north, like Montana and Idaho, yeah. Colorado stuff. We're doing a ton in that region. We're trying to, you know, trying to. I don't know, find something as a marketing way. We're, we're going up there and, and people love us up there and, and uh, we're, we're trying to build something around that region. Now, I'm from California, so we we, we, tr- we travel. I mean, yeah, we do. Like I got four shows this week in California that we're doing and uh, that's stuff from private shows. We're playing with Winona Judd on Friday. Um, we're doing a, a headlining affair thing the next night at the same place. Um, so we're, we're jumping around doing all kinds of yeah, I was gonna ask that. You know, what's it like being a country artist in uh, in California? Dude, the the more I know, more some of the best cowboys and country folks I know are from this state, man. I'll tell you, I've kind of been everywhere and 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 lived and lived in Tennessee, lived in Texas for a while, and it's just it's all the same stuff. I mean, pe- people think San Francisco, they think L.A., and they think that's California. I mean, the Central Valley, California, is some of the best cowboy and country in, in the world. You know, and Oakdale and all that Central Valley stuff. Um, that's all cattle country and farming and dairies and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, and up Red Bluff and, and Redding and some of the best horses come out of that area all over the world, you know, for, for rodeo stuff like that. So I don't know. The the, the big the, the toughest cowboys and, and, and country folk I know are hell from California. Um, yeah, I mean I believe that like you know I mean country's uh, not limited to like just like the the deep south or anything like that. Country's God, I hate the uh, quote. Uh, what was it? Uh, I can't even remember the dude's name. Oh, come on now. Uh, he he's good. He's just not, uh, some of his songs are hit and miss. But country is country wise. <laughs> was uh Brantley yeah. Gilbert or something like that? Yeah. It doesn't matter. <laughs> if, if it's anything after two thousand, uh, you're asking the wrong guy. Oh, <laughs> dude, I, I'm about the same way, man. Just, <laughs> Like, and, and, dude, and, the 90s were a golden age of country to me, you know? Like, dude, every single song is such a hit, so stuck in my head, you know? It, it, yeah, that's true, and that and that's what works, and that's what works for 90% of people that are listening and just hearing stuff. It, they, it, they think of what they can relate to and what they can remember in their head. If it's similar, they're gonna it's going gonna, it's gonna to work well. And, uh, man, there's some really, really good artists out these days that uh, – um, you guys are from uh, Houston area. Uh, Cody Johnson is is just, I mean, he's the, one of the best things that's, uh, hell, he's awesome. He, and there's no yeah. one, very few people can touch that guy, what that guy can do. Um, and, and there's and there's artists like that still out there that, you know, it, it's hard to have that charisma that he has and, and that way to put on a show. And, and just, you can tell it's just nothing but work ethic from that him and his team. And, and, and they, they got a good thing going on. And there's some good artists out there that are, that are you know, doing that kind of stuff um, and, and doing it on their own too. Cody Johnson doesn't need freaking Nashville <laughs> to do that. Um, I think I, I think I recall that. I can't think of any song I've heard by him, but I definitely recall that name. You know, like I need to go look him up and see if I've heard uh, him or not. You know, I promise you. But he's yeah. he's you know he's huge and you know he's you know there's great luke combs i mean there's a ton of guys that are just that are just oh great. yeah dude luke combs is he yeah. is good you know he's very you know he's got that new country style but it's definitely not that pop country like he's oh, you know he's no. legitimate down home country you know and, and cody cody johnson's very similar i think cody's better than him uh he he's uh i don't know he's just a guy that's just 
done it. You know, he, he's kind of started back when I started, a little before me, and he's put records out, put records out, and finally in Nashville, was like, all right, who the heck is this guy? You know, if I, I think he's with Capital now, but it was on his turn. Like, it, it's a, it's not a typical uh, record label signing. It's like, it's Cody Johnson still, but, it, you know, Capital's kind of on the side doing his thing, and they're allowing that because it's Cody Johnson, because he's, you know, who he is. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, He's still a Texas guy, and he's still uh, an independent artist uh, in in that way because it, you know he, he's not a new artist. He's been around for a long time. He's made records on his own. He didn't he didn't need Nashville. He was selling out Houston, Nashville uh, before he was signed as an independent. You know, um, I think he did. He's yeah, he's a bad dude. And there's a ton of guys like that out there that are that are good as well, and and uh, they don't really get 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 seen and. and you know, but but it paid their dues. But have gone out there and played every freaking venue yeah. from you know, Maine to but, California. I mean, and, uh, it's uh, you know, it's I see it's hard to see sometimes where you see an artist that's never been on stage. I, I've there's artists that have a single out and they're they got signed to somebody and they they come out to California and they come out and we'll open up for them because they're a guy that has a single on the radio and you can tell they'd never have any stage experience. Yeah, don't know how to put the show. Uh, so and I see that a lot. Now, it sounds like, man, that'd be rough, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then on top of it, they have a group that's playing the tracks. And, and you know, track tracks are, there's, tracks work sometimes when, you know, there's, it's, it's modern days. People want to hear exactly what they're hearing on the record. And not everybody can emulate that sound live. Um, that's I mean, I can't even fathom that, though. You're saying when they play the tracks, it's just the singer on stage without a band behind them and they're playing the tracks well no they have a band there but the band's not plugged in they're not playing they're playing they're just acting it's just an acting show jesus um, christ that's a thing it's, no it's it's, it's 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 like that's real that's real it's like that's yeah. a that's a that's, that's a crazy. step away from lip syncing you know <laughs> What is lip It's lip playing. It's lip, yeah, it's, 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 it's instrument syncing. Yeah, syncing. <laughs> you know, it's a trick, too. I mean, you go to those stadiums and you see a lot, and you'd be surprised. I'm not going to mention any names, but you, a lot of those big names that you see, you go see a concert in a big stadium in a town near you, near you, majority of them have some kind of track going behind them. You know, not all of them are, but may, on, on a big touring act, for the most part, they're playing. But they are playing to tracks, which is which is fine. That, that's a tool that you can use. That's not, you know, it's not necessarily easy to play with tracks and also play along with that as a group. But and not you, fail and like to, to pull it off and make it work, you know. Right. But there are some bands that are strictly tracks. No one's plugged in. Or they're they're fakely plugged in, but it's, it's getting to the point now. People don't even care because people don't realize it. They don't have a, they don't have a wireless coming out of their guitar. They don't have a, their amps not even out of the case yet. It's sitting. And like people are just you know they're sitting on the singer enough that they don't notice that. You know it's it's nuts. It's crazy how how where the bar is on that. It's like I watched a guy. I, we were playing with this big act. I'm not gonna remember the name, but they had a steel guitar player, right? So the steel guitar player. They flew on the steel guitar because the guy didn't have it on the road. It's like, whatever. It's just, they're not playing it anyways. And yeah. The steel guitar has pedals underneath, you know, and pedals underneath. The guy's sitting on a freaking chair, and it's, he's a big dude. And his, his knees are above the steel guitar, and he's like, doesn't even have his picks on. And he's got a bar, and he's just sitting there like this. It's not plugged in. 
and, and they're getting all the steel sound out of the front from their track. It, it, was, just, it was so comical. <laughs> Man. I mean, that's why they're like, again, I'm like, I would like, before I say this, I would like to state, like, if you came close to us and it was a big, huge stadium show, I'd go see you. But for the most part, I stay away from stadium shows. I like to go to bar shows, you know, bar concerts, man, like the warehouse and shit like that, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. Now, if you want to see, if you want to see a show for a real show, that's where you want to go see one. You're not going to get that right, you know, you know, intimate sound, or even the sound's not going to be as good. Going no, yeah. And, you know, one of the little things that I love about small bar shows, there's not like, oh, I paid for this seating or I paid for this area. You pay for admission, and then you 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 use your strength to get to the front. <laughs> you fight. See, like, really, like, and again, I'm, I'm thinking of like other genres. Like, man, like, there's a huge difference in atmosphere between like a, a country show and a metal show. And I've just been to a lot of metal concerts and and bars and stuff. And it's just like you know when shit's getting aggressive, you can get front and center, but you can't be weak. To, you, know, you, know, you gotta use your strength to get there. You know? And again, that's not like so, that's not the atmosphere of a country show. Everyone's like having a great time. They're kind of chilling and watching the show. And uh, I could totally use my strength to get to the front of a country show. You know, yeah, you have to uh, oh, get out of my way. And no one would expect that because they're like, you know, it's a country show, and I got that metal show vibe going on. <laughs> Oh <laughs> yeah, these families are like, what is this guy doing? Yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's getting there though. Some of those shows are they're, they're straight up rock show, man. If you go to, I mean, it's they're starting to mosh and stuff in some of those, you know, newer country acts. Oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I would pay to see that, <laughs> and, and I would have to because you know you got to pay to get in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but no, man. Oh, fuck, I, I miss Texas, man. I've been there in years. And yeah. Uh, Have you heard of a uh, uh, Clay Walker or Tracy Bird? Yeah, Beaumont Boys, buddy. Well, no, yeah. well, technically Viter Boys, but yeah, yes, yeah, they don't like that. We're in Viter right now, and both of them are from Viter. But the only the closest Viter is a small town. The closest bigish city to Viter is Beaumont. So just to. Uh, cut out like a whole like elaboration of where they're from they just tell everybody they're from beaumont yeah. so they don't have to explain the, the 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 where the small town that they're actually from is you know yeah. so yeah like they're from Biter. i mean I, i'm i'm from uh vacaville but i say i'm from sacramento because that's the closest thing yeah i don't know where vacaville is i mean <laughs> yeah it's the same exact thing so like yeah but like yeah tracy bird and uh what was the other one? Clay Walker. Yeah, I knew that. Uh, Tracy Bird and Clay Walker, they're from our small little town of Viter. Wow. Wow. And it, it, I know Beaumont because of Mark Chestnut, George Jones, yes. Clay Walker, and Tracy Bird. That's why I know Beaumont. They're Beaumont boys. And that's just like another band out of Beaumont. It's pretty common. And there's a, uh, it, it's it's known for its, uh, you know, honing out some good. Yeah. Some good now, players. one of them did steal a piggy bank from my cousin. And uh, is that Tracy Bird? And if, yeah. I think it was Tracy Bird. Tracy Bird, if you if you see this video, please uh please give back the piggy bank money that you stole from my cousin when you were a teenager. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. There, there's an old uh, old story everyone loves to tell down here, and it's of uh people saw like George Jones straight up like driving to the gas station to get beer on a on a lawnmower. 
And yep. that's all, dude, like, everyone talks about it so much. Like, someone's seen George Jones on a lawnmower heading to the store once, <laughs> and it is a fire legend now. <laughs> I, I, got a, I got a crazy story just like that. Uh, I've never really shared it. I'm sure a couple of buddies might know, but uh, we were down drinking. This is probably long before I met my wife. All right, long, long time. <laughs> He's like, I want to let that be known. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, so we we're down drinking in my hometown, Vacaville. Uh, it was me, my buddy Johnny. Um, man, I forget what we were doing. I think a, a lot of our other friends were out when just me and him. And we, we got so I got pretty slammed, and, and the, the one of the bartenders gave me a different line, and like, you're, you're not you're not driving home. Give me your keys right now. I'm like, I'm driving home. What are you talking about? Like, no, 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 you're not. I'm like, I'm getting my truck home one way or another, right? So she's like, no, she got my keys somehow. I think Johnny stole them out of my pocket and gave them to her. All right. She ends up driving me home, drops me out of the house. And I'm like, cool. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for the ride. Right. And I had this quad. I, I live about nine miles at the time out, outside of, outside of the town, uh, of Acapulco out in the, out in the country. And, um, I have a four wheeler, an old hunting quad that I strapped, uh, a ramp to the back of it, bungee tied it. I'm like, I'm going to town, getting my truck pulling my quad into my truck and I'm driving home and I don't know how I remember this, but I, I drove all the way into town cars passed me. I'm in this floor where I'm, I got this, this ramp, the big fold out ramp that I pull, put my quad into <laughs> bungee to my four wheeler. Right. And I make it all the way down and I'm down. This is downtown Vacaville downtown. I parked right in front because yeah, I wasn't a fan of that bar I was at anyways, but, uh, Parked right in front of that bar downtown Vacaville. I get, I make it to my truck, put the tailgate down, put the ramp up there, load my quad up there. People are still at the bar. It's before it's before one o'clock. It was like almost one o'clock. Load my ramp up, shut the door. I jump in my truck and I drive the damn thing home. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I mean, I, I thank God. It was probably the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> It's like, God damn it, I'm gonna get my truck now. My truck Don't tell me how to live my life. My truck's coming home with me now. <laughs> how lucky I was because Vacaville is one of those, I mean, there's cops everywhere. And I didn't, didn't even cross my mind, didn't even think about that that night. But the next day, I was like, how did I pull that off? Why was I, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, I've had some nights like that. That's, that's, that's such a horrible story because I, I was clearly just completely smashed. And, and people. <laughs> They, they got well, yeah, I mean, like, everyone has memories like that. It's like you don't want to condone drinking and driving, but we've all done it successfully. And, you, you know, those, those stories of successfully drinking and driving, you want to make sure they come across as, like, you're not condoning drinking and driving, but holy shit, this worked out, you know? Yeah, so that was one of my lowest, dumbest things I've ever done. Kind of in my George Jones story right there. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, but it makes a good story. Oh, so. <laughs> yeah. no, they didn't pull me. I didn't get pulled over uh, and have that whole cool backstory video cam. Or oh, yeah. Like, and that's how I got my DUI. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, luckily, I, I you know, got got home and, and uh, you know, I won't do that again. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm absolutely glad you got home that night, man. Like, uh and dude, like, it's funny that like that's the like people's huge concern for drinking and driving isn't the danger. It's like, 
the the legal damage it can do to your life. You know? <laughs> Don't drink and drive. Why? Because you might hurt somebody. No, you might get pulled over. Be careful out there. I don't. No, the cops will get you. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they'll fucking get you too. <laughs> He's. This guy, this guy's crashed into the ditch a, a few times, and we have had to pull him out. Yeah, he, he had to. Oh man! All right, so <laughs> I'm in the ditch, and like the ass end of my car is hanging out of this ditch so much that uh, you can stand underneath my car. <laughs> like, he, like you can walk underneath my car and have your head below my muffler. Because it's just in the ditch that much. And we're, we're on some backwards invider. I'm freaking out. Like, bro, what are we going to do? We call this, uh, you know, old good old friend of ours. And, like, uh, thank God he was awake at 3 o'clock in the fucking morning. And uh, he's like, yeah, I'll come out there and, uh, and I'll, I'll dig you out the ditch. We're sitting there waiting on him, dude. Any second a cop could come by, my life could end. I mean, uh, a cop could come by and I am just... Fucked, you know? But thank God this dude got there in time. He got my car out the ditch, and like no cop ever came by while we're doing all this. But uh, dude, it is just chance, you know. Just any second, it just the story could have went so differently, and I could have I was like, yeah, dude, like I could have been like, and that's how I got my first DUI. <laughs> he tried flooring it. He put it in reverse and floored it. I, 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 I was like, dude, I got this. He backed up to the ditch, and then he was like, oh, I got this, and he floored it even more so, and then just got stuck. That's why, you see, that's why you drive a truck. And then the truck, and then the car, well, the truck couldn't even pull it out right, so we all had to, like, jump on the back of it to get it to, like, go down. Yeah, yeah, dude, like, all right, so the truck's trying to pull it out, but it's so in the ditch, and the ass is in the air so fucking much that he just... Like, we had a rope attached to the car and attached to the truck, but it's just, I don't know, I guess the truck couldn't get leverage because of how high the car is in the air. So all of us literally sat on the trunk while he tried to pull it out. <laughs> <laughs> and again, like, if I had a truck, I never would have had that problem. <laughs> Fuck cars. <man. laughs> oh, yeah. No, I got my truck out so many damn times. It's not even funny. Jeez. Good time. Good oh, times. yeah. But a lot, a lot, a lot of mud and a lot of country four by fours up in California. Don't you worry. So it's not all Teslas and BMWs around here, buddy. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. See, like, I, I know that. Like I, I know the, the reputation, the uh, reputation that California has. But you know, like I said, there's country people everywhere. You know, there's country parts of uh, of every state. You know. Sure. Absolutely. There is, and uh, hey, that's what makes the world go around, man. Crazy yeah. country folk living off the land and, you know. I mean, like, you know, like, uh, not just in, in America. Like, we're talking about how, like, worldwide, like, every every country has their backwoods people, you know? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I played, uh, we headlined a show, in, a couple shows in France back in 2018. We got to see the countryside in France. Talk about some country living. Oh my God! I couldn't. Oh, I never. I, I never even thought about that. Yeah, man. Like I'm thinking, like England and Ireland. Holy yeah. shit! To meet like a backwoods country French person, <laughs> I, my mind has never even fathomed that. So oh, I would just goodness. love to see that. You know. <laughs> so, so much fun, and the, it was at a we headlined a rodeo, and they had a big, big, giant circus tent. Set in up France. In France. 
Holy shit. It was awesome, by the way. Um, but big, I mean, ginormous circus tent, about as the size of the rodeo grounds, just right next to the rodeo arena. And afterwards, everyone to go in there and party and, and have a good time. And, and it, it was freaking awesome. But the rodeo, it's so funny because they did the national American national anthem. They did everything. I was, they did more American stuff there than I've ever seen at any road. Jesus. Yeah. Like, I guess like they, they straight up, they, they adopted the whole American rodeo and they didn't even try to Frenchify it. They just it American. No, well, my French teacher told me that the French love Texans and like, they love country, the, the cunt, the country-ishness. That kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I I think about uh, well, one of my songs, something about them cowgirls, went to number three on the charts there in France. Yeah. And See. Oh yeah, they love it. I know that song too. Yeah. I hired on to go there for that song, and people were freaking crazy about that song. And they knew like almost every other song I did as well. They didn't know like when I was speaking in between songs, they had nothing to do. With, they had no idea, but they knew as soon as you start playing what song we were playing. What's the? I mean, they they had it down. It was freaking awesome. And, <laughs> I just thought I was so amazed by how American they were. <laughs> how American they were. Yeah. Like, I never would have uh, imagined that. They want to put that much freaking work into it and, and show that much freaking charisma to freaking respect something like that. Fuck, they're Americans, man. Shit. Yeah, and that contradicts, like, uh, stereotypes that go with the French. Like, they're so anti-American, you know? Like, that's all I ever hear is how much the France right. hates America. Well, they yeah. are. They are anti-American, but they're but very pro-country. Country. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're anti-city folk. It's so funny. Like, all their vendors, like, they had, uh, I mean, they, it was full-blown, like, it was like Cheyenne in France, I swear. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> but they had all these vendors, like, Vendor Row, and, it, and their their thing was American, imported American-made products, Wrangler. You know, they had all the... All, all Wrangler? The, oh, hell yeah. You you know, sell and be a part of it. I'm like, oh, fuck, dude, I came here to see some, something different. And then, like, they were all trying to, like, push, like, oh, these are all American-made stuff. This We got this here. And, and it was. It was all, you know, stuff that we would buy at our road or whatever. Um, <laughs> they really, like, it was, they were, like, so proud of that. Like, oh, man, we got to go. It's all American stuff. We got to go check out. You know, this, it, was, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, never would have thought. <laughs> no, yeah, that blows my mind. mind. Uh, cool. Shows were shows are awesome. People were great. They took care of us. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's freaking gorgeous there. Reminded me of like uh, Napa Valley wine country. It's vineyards everywhere, but farmland, um, cattle everywhere. I mean, oh yeah, horse, horsemen everywhere. It was just it was country living. And this was outside Paris. Paris was a whole nother deal. Yeah, yeah, of course. Paris was. Paris was a brutal, actually a brutal couple of days for us. We had we got stayed in this weird funky joint, and then I ended up just saying, "Oh, I'm paying. I'm buying something nice for the guys." We we're like, I talked to my my venue, I'm like, "Hey, we're gonna cancel these things out. I'm I'm paying for some nice rooms for my band because I was like, "Hey, we're in we're in France. We're gonna have a good time." And Absolutely. We were basically put into like some bunk beds in this little outside of Paris, and it was really brutal. Um, <laughs> I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna have that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a hit. And I'm gonna go. We get, we, we actually stayed at some pretty nice places after that, and uh, had a good time. Got to see Paris, and it was cool. Definitely cool. It wasn't what, what we were. We flew into Paris, so we had some downtime there. But we, the, the towns we went outside of 
Paris were just absolutely gorgeous. Uh, yeah. And apparently, well, I mean, Paris is obviously beautiful. It has all those, you know, history there and all those buildings and the church and cathedrals and Eiffel Tower. All that stuff was great. Um, but it was just, you know, another tourist. It's like going to San Fran or going to, you know, one of those big cities, L.A. or something, where it's just a bunch. Every, everyone there is not from there. Um, you know, they're, they're travel there for a vacation. But if you go outside those big towns, we went to St. Agreb was one of the towns I remember. Talk about, like, country, podunk just good people hell yeah um, yeah it was awesome really was and uh it was good to see that side of that you know so you know uh for some reason i always feel like um country music doesn't get the the same mainstream respect as other genres uh why do you think that might be Ooh. <laughs> i don't know you're asking the wrong person on that i'm trying to do all that and try to get no i know i know <laughs> It's like, bro, don't come at me with that. No, I'm not trying to come at <laughs> No, I don't, to be honest, I don't know that answer because that's I'm trying to figure that out myself. Okay. Uh, well, I feel like it's the uh, you know, the like, the reputation of the backwoodsness of it, the 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 podunk of it. You know, the whole. Uh, I don't want to use the word white trash. You know, how, how do I get around that word? Well, that's how the I think there's people, and they're wrong, but I, I think there's people out there, they, they think country, and that's all they think, that it's like, oh, that's music for the white trash person. I agree, and I agree, and that's what, and that's, this is so much more than that. It's not about that. It's about, uh, you know, I think, I think what the problem is, people don't want to be an outsider, like when they go to an event, or like they want to do, they want to go and, and be a part of what everyone else is a part of and let's say oh yeah dude that's not that's let's say there's a song that's just it's not country but it says like a country word in it so it's on the country radio that like a bajillion of the ones that are on the radio like the one to mention applebee's (laughs) something like that but it's like you know what that's a song that is being pushed and being promoted so hard that like when, when people all get together as a big group, they want to like have something in common. So they're like, oh, yeah, that one song. Play that song. Fuck yeah, let's do that. Whether than being like, oh, I actually like this song. I heard this guy the other day, and they played this really cool song. Check this out. They, they, that's just too much work for people. Yeah. To do yeah. That. Think on that. They're just like, all right, p- play that. Uh, play that song. Fuck yeah. Or, or what's that one song everyone playing right now? Oh, play that one because that's everyone's going to like it, you know? And, yeah. Yeah. But there, there's so many people that that like something that are that are just don't want to put the work into say they like something or they explain to somebody new like oh have you heard this song before or or check this out or because they know that it's like maybe a little bit outside of the box of what the mainstream is and it's just like it's too much work, too much work for people people yeah. want that repetitive chorus line that you can just sing and party not know what the song is about but just they know those. You know, yeah, and country is about having heart and having soul, and, and a lot of it's uh, storytelling. You know, a lot of country is telling a story in your song, and like I said, they don't want to do the work; they just want a catchy hook, and that's all they want. You know, uh, and it's just different for me as a musician, or, or just as someone that you know. I, I'm in construction, been in construction my whole life, and I work my ass off all the time. And I, you know, I I, I like work; I love it. And, and when I'm listening to music, I want to like. I want to hear a song. I want to hear something about life. I want to hear something about like, uh, uh, you know, someone is a struggle or not necessarily a struggle, but like hard work has been put in. Yeah. As I'm saying like that, there's a whole genre of like work and country. And like when you do hard work, you listen to that song about other hard workers, you know, and, and like I said, it becomes like an anthem, you know, like, uh, 
an anthem for like hard workers, you know? Like there's uh there's so many country songs out there about working hard and uh being from someone who does like construction or, you know, uh plant work or something like that, you know, you're out there busting your ass in the heat and when there's songs about being out there busting your ass in the heat, of course you love those songs. Like like those songs are about your life and those songs are validating what you're doing like the you know those songs are letting the rest of the world know that like you know this is this is great shit that you're doing and, you know this is hard work you know it's like it's 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 very prideful to be a hard worker and it's like that hard work genre of country is like let's let's everyone else know that you know yeah oh well, that's a there's a time and a place for for all that, I mean, I get it. You're out roping and riding and or at the gym or, or you're riding bikes and, and doing stuff like that. You want something upbeat and rocking and, and cool. I 100% get that. Um, and, and that's why those songs do so well. I mean, it, it's, and that, that's why a song like Saving the Planet, like the one I, I cut, and I got a few more on my record. Yeah, it's a good song too. You know, it's just one you can do all that stuff too. It, it, it's just, you don't have to think about it. It's just there. It's simple. There's nothing, nothing fancy about it. It's there's no, it, the, the hook is there. The, the, there's nothing. You don't have to think about the song. It's just an easy song. Yeah, you know, it, it's of course you can get behind, like I said, when you're drinking on the lake or, you know, drinking out on the beach or something like that, you know? Right. And that's just, you know, and I get that. I get why those, you know, not that song, but I mean, all those songs that you hear and they're kicking butt right now. I mean, I get it. I mean, look at the, look at look at where we're at in the state of the world, and, and look at where what people are, you know, on, you know, they're looking to have a good time and party and not think too much. Obviously, yeah. um, <laughs> and, and, you know, that's just where we're at right now. You know, but well, I feel like so, you know another reason why country may like in the grand scheme of things and like the nationwide and in the cities, country might be like kind of ostracized is uh. It's about a, a specific lifestyle, a specific way of growing up, and a, you know, it's very specific to country is for country people, and then like those city folk, they can't relate to like any word coming out these country artists' mouth because they don't live that way, and they're go and then they they they, just, they can't be a part of that genre because they aren't a part of that life, and that's why that genre gets the reputation that it does, you know, like no one who grew up in Manhattan working, I don't know, some Manhattan job. I know so little about Manhattan. <laughs> you know? they're, they're not going to be down with like, you know, uh, you know, Cheyenne by George Jones and shit like that, or George Strait. Yeah, right. And it, it, But you know what, there's so many people, but you know, it's funny because you say that because it's like, I play so many rodeos, I play so many events that are, should 100% be country roots and everything but you go to a big pbr or a big rodeo or even giant even those big giant prca rodeos they're not playing country music on the freaking uh on the on this on the stands and when the guys announcing you know the great announcers have been legendary but they're the songs they're pulling out for these bull riders and, and bucking in the bucking shoots and you know the bucket bronx and the, and the ropers michael jackson and it's 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 nothing you might hear a country song one out of every 15 songs played when the yeah. freaking bulls let out of the shoot it's crazy it's like dude th this is that breaks my heart <laughs> it really is hard i've been playing a lot of rodeos lately and, and uh played a lot of big ones this last month all they opened the gate to fucking 
Uh, what's his Thriller? name? No, <laughs> no, no, I was thinking of, uh, no, uh, I can't even remember, Drake, <laughs> I was gonna say Drake, but then, like, uh, it takes too long to remember his name, because I know so little about that genre, you know? Well, I mean, there's Bruno Mars, I mean, the bull, you know, the, the Buck and, you know, the Buck and Bronx down, there's Bruno Mars playing one of his big hits, I mean, Next bull's name is, uh, the Taker of Lives, and he opens it up to, <laughs> I don't know, I was gonna, again, like, in that bit, I wanted the name of Bruno's Mars song, but then I, I realized I couldn't. <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, what's Bruno Mars song? I don't know. Uh, no, dude, I know one. Uh, damn it, I know. Okay, it's just I'm I'm, I'm giving too much time to this bit. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but it's crazy, but yeah, you, you know, if you think that places like that would cater to you know more of their lifestyle and stuff like that to even just keep their lifestyle alive. I mean, play a country, play a country music right at the rodeo. You know, don't, I mean, they're playing rap the whole time. They're playing pop the whole time. You might that should be unacceptable. They should be. Rodeos and go to the PBR. Go to the PBR and watch PBR rodeo. Dude, if I go to a rodeo in Cheyenne, I want the rodeo to only play Cheyenne by George Strait over and over and over and over and over and over. <laughs> no other stuff. All right, maybe, like, just nothing but rodeo country. Just Garth Brooks, Chris Ledoux, that is it, you know? Uh, some amazing. They had a big, good lineup for music, live music at, at Cheyenne this year. They had, they had Garth Brooks was there. A ton no, of yeah. There. Uh, Chauncey Williams was there. Uh, Cody was there. I mean, it, it was a great lineup. But I'm talking it as far as like when the rodeo's going and they're pumping music on the um, on the loudspeaker with the announcer. It's like it's crazy how many just pop and rap songs are just thrown out there in the mix. Majority of them are, um, and it's something that, that's not something that. It's like, lifestyle. man, I would understand, like, not even, like, for one, before the gates open, it should be nothing but country. While the gates opening, maybe nothing, but as soon as the gate opened, if rock started playing, that would be acceptable. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I get that. There's a drilling going yeah. on. There's a dude riding a yeah. fucking bull. Uh, yeah. Play some five-finger death punch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of in the ambience at the rodeos, there was a lot of country music. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm talking in the shoots and stuff. When they're letting the bulls out, yeah, it, it's very rarely a country song. But I mean, there's you don't have to do ACDC is a great country, you know, band to throw. Yeah, great like southern rock, you know. Yeah, no, but I mean, there's also a freaking thousands of country songs that would be fitting for that bull bull rider in general, and that for that scene, people. Oh yeah, like every song Chris Ledoux's ever done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Think about it. People that are even that would never go to a rodeo. Go, there's a lot of those people are not even rodeo people. They're just people that are looking for something to do. In that and town. the rodeo was that night, so they went to the rodeo. That so automatically, and then they still like play something that's catered to that. And you know they can hear Bruno Mars and freaking Justin Timberlake any freaking time of the week. Anything they do, come to a rodeo and throw some upbeat country stuff out there there's millions of songs to choose from I, it, it's I just i just got this mental image of some riding a bull to mirror by justin timberlake <laughs> looking into a mirror someone looking back at me it's dramatic yeah. <laughs> it's, it's dramatic the, the lights the lights shine on him and he's like i'm a mirror yeah. <laughs> just say the r&b <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now, uh, here, here's a, um, I guess a random, uh, extra little thing I've got, uh, 
Uh, so Nashville, Nashville, Tennessee is a, a pretty much a big staple within in a lot of the country, you know, artists. Uh, and uh, what, but what does uh, what does Nashville, Tennessee mean to you? What's the relevance to you personally? Uh, I love Nashville. Nashville's great. Um, I lived in Nashville from 2012 to 2014. Um, and you know, I, I, I still go to Nashville every other month or two to do some writing. To do, I record all my records in Nashville. Um, all my main music, you know, producing is in Nashville. That's how I pump all my records out. I got some good folks, uh, that are been around a long time that have been, you know, that are into my kind of music. They know how to produce that. And I, I have the A team that records all my, my records, you know, Brent Mason and Paul Franklin, Mike Johnson, James Mitchell. All, those are all the guys you hear on every, every radio hit that's out there. You know, I have those oh, yeah. same play. Um, and uh, I love Nashville. Nashville is, I played on Broadway for a, a good year, solid, on all those Broadway bars and lower Broadway and, and just outside of town. And, and it's great. You know, I, I moved to town kind of established already. And, and it was kind of like a down. When I moved to Nashville, I had to take a step back to where I started. And it was really hard for me, but I did it. And I, I spent a couple of years there. And then I'm just like, man, I got to go back. Because, you know, at, at that time, too, I was actually coming back to California jumping in my in my truck and trailer traveling my guys to shows for you know a couple weeks here and then i go back to nashville and stay um and do some broad, lower broadway stuff right and be there and, and i valid cars for two years there um but i had to take it let's if i would have moved to nashville four years before i moved there i think i think i'd probably still be there because uh i think i just went there already kind of pre-established yeah kind of hurt me because i had to just kind of step back and start from and, and but I, I did meet some great people with the best musicians i that I've, i still play with uh every once in a while when i go to town that's that's how it is but now it's great uh, it's, it's really not a place that caters to me as my as my style of music but uh you know and it's sad that the people that i used to go and see uh that still rep that, that used to own that town like the songwriters and those old musicians and and, and, and guys that that you know, it's changed. Steph, it's not the same. But then, you know, they were having, you know, showcase events outside of the town and corner and, you know, just in town, Third and Lindsley and just the Nashville Palace and stuff like that. All that stuff is, is kind of like, it's not as crazy as it used to be. It's not even appreciated like you used to be in or what's going on at Tootsie's, what's going on at Hong Central. And, and, and it's not stuff that's being played out of lower Broadway is not what it used to be. And I get things have to change, but it's not, it's not a place that really caters to my style of music. I do. I love, I love Nashville and uh, all the folks that I work with, you know, on the business end are in Nashville and uh, you know, it is what it is. I love going there to make music, record music. Cause that's where that is, can be done at the best possible rate and, and the best possible way. So they're all, all the best players are still there to do that, but you know, it's just hard. It's just hard for me to go, uh, you know, and you know, it's, it's a oversaturated place of guys trying to be for George line, you know? And <laughs> oh man. And that's so sad. There's so many other names that come to mind when it got, I think in Nashville, but they're trying to be Florida Georgia. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, there, there's, you know, when you go to Nashville, you don't see the, you know, it's not a thing to be the Joe Dickey or Mark Chestnuts or the guys that, you know, there's, you know when they open their mouth or a song, it's that guy. You know. Oh yeah. It could be you know it could be any of those 
dozen guys that, that have a record deal right now that are pumping those, you know, singles out and uh, doing well with the same, basically same track and, and same lyrics, just flipped a little bit. Um, same sounds, same, you know, compressors thrown on their vocals and all the other instruments and stuff. It's a, uh, it's really, you know, I grew up, I you know, listen to these guys like Joe Diffie, man. I think a guy like that, that there's only one guy that can sing like that. And that's Joe Diffie. And yeah. Mark Chesson, only one guy that can sing like Mark Chesson, Beaumont boy. Um, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I love Mark Chesson. You know, it's, it's, you just don't find that anymore. There, it seems like there's a, there's a sheet that you sign up in to get a record label. And it's like, do you sound like this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you look like this? Yes. All right. Cool. You fit. Then you're like, you're you're fucking higher. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. it's, there's no originality anymore. To you know, there's guys that had their signature thing that they did on every song that like made them them. You know. It, it, you know yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. Like they're all falling. Like back in the day, like it it, it it goes back to what I said earlier about like country having so much heart and soul, and now they're following a formula. You know. It's a template that they all have to follow, and, and uh, you know, it, it's making it's making a lot of people a lot of money, I guess. And uh, yeah, and, and I was thinking that earlier. Whenever you're talking about like rodeos playing pop songs and rap and whatever the hell, it's just they got to make money. They got to fill them seats, and they're not, and you know, and they know that some of the seats are filled by not just you know country and western and, and country folk. But just people look for something to do in that town at that moment. So, and they, right. they got to cater to everybody. They, they can't just cater to the, the actual rodeo fans that love country and love bull riding and love, you know, uh, bronco riding. They have to think about everyone that's going to be there and cater to the whole entire public of America. And they do that with Bruno Mars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but I, yeah, no, I get it, and you're right. That's that's because it's about money at the end of the day, and it, it's not just about money, but it is about money. Like yeah. even to like again for you, like uh, you're able to do what you love for a living, and it is what you love, but you are doing it for a living. It is about making a living. Sure, absolutely, absolutely, and it's uh, you know, it's it's a constant battle of like, all right, well, should I just give in and do it and and go back working for TrapCon. no i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, should i go all and just go straight new country and see what happens or do i just continue to play music that i love and 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 now you know you, you keep being legit and if it fails then you go back to TrapCon. don't don't sell out and do the new age pop country <laughs> <laughs> If I was going to do that, I would have done that years ago. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. Again, because, like, yeah, you've been straight playing the most legit country for, like, 10 years now. And, like, uh, like you can't stop now, man. <laughs> you know? You can't, like, release some, like, share, like, pop bars kind of just, uh, I don't know. I, I don't you know, Florida Georgia Line bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> they're 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 great they're they're great i mean they're a great singer. oh yeah yeah again I, i'm not talking like Would their you? songs get stuck in my head all the time but it, it, again it's not why that works that's why that record labels want that because i don't care if you're you know this rodeo dude that grew up on merle haggard or this guy that lives in la that works for oh see that that's another thing man like uh 
country's always kind of been about anthems, right? Like every great country song to a country boy becomes an anthem. You know, like I mentioned it three times now. Cheyenne by George Strait is like such a fucking anthem. And it's like that's all they got to do is apply, like throw in lyrics that are catchy as fuck that have to do with your lifestyle so much that it becomes an anthem for you. And then you're buying their album. And that's what Florida Georgia Line does. They talk about partying and drinking and big trucks and everyone that parties and drinks that has a big truck wants their album. You know? <laughs> well, it's, 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 I mean, you buy their record and, and uh, you know, they have some great songs on their record. You'll never hear them because that's what people are looking for that single, that one song. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like, yeah, I've listened to a lot of their songs and they have the whole... Uh, Shit, I can't even think of any of the ones that blow up on the radio because I just know, like, legit, like, from buying their albums and listening to their whole album, I know Florida Georgia Line, they're great artists, you know? But, and I can't even think of their bullshit songs that hit the radio because I know they're good shit, you know? Right, right. And, and you know, it's, it's crazy to hear an artist, but I mean, I, I get it that they're not in charge of that. It's their record label and it's their team behind them that's pushing a single and that's pushing, all right, this is going to get, this is going to capture everybody and it's going to capture this group of people that's what we want and it's going to work and it does work and they know what they're doing um but at the same time is that kind of like kills an artist you know what i mean yeah Yeah, that's another thing that's different about the times is i feel like at one point in time a country artist may like do a country song from the heart and the soul and the record label will be like well all right we'll work with that but now a country artist does a song that's from the heart and the soul and it's just traditional country and they're like, yeah, that that don't sell very great anymore. Could you could you throw a hook in that or something? You know, like, could you mention Bud Light? You know? Yeah, right, right. Put put Fireball in there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Fireball, goddamn Fireball, whiskey. <laughs> but you know, that's just it. I mean, I I get it. It's a business and everyone wants to make money. Um. But uh, yeah, no, and, and a lot of these, not saying that these artists are getting like destroyed by the radio. I mean, their their sanity is, yeah, because it's like, so. majority of the time that artist does hates that song. You know, they have songs on the record that they really like that they're never going to get heard heard by anybody unless someone like me. I like to buy records. I like to physically buy a and see the record in my hand, which is like, no one does that anymore. They, I want to see who played on it, who wrote the songs, all that kind of stuff. I do that. Yeah. <laughs> For extent, dude, and a lot of it, uh, album art, man. Dude, album art is, is uh, dude, there's going to come a time and where I guess there will always be album art, even if there isn't CDs. But like you said, holding the album art, you know? You know, having, like, dude, you can throw it on your wall, get four fucking thumbtacks, throw that album art on the wall. And in a couple of years, you won't be able to do that because album art will just be the image the, with the album when you click download, you know? They don't have CD players in cars anymore, you know that? Oh, yeah, dude. After, I think after... No, I, I'm so poor. Like, I ain't seen a 2021 vehicle. You know? After 2018, they stopped putting CD players in cars. Oh, oh Jesus yeah. Christ. I just got a new tour bus thing for my band, and has got a CD player in there. I looked it up, and it's like, yeah, they stopped putting them in. They're like, hey, man, pop in this CD. And they're like, yeah, about that. And you're like, what do you mean it doesn't have a CD player? I'm like, all right, what the fuck? 
Like, where the hell is a CD player? Oh, God. Oh, dude, you hook up with Bluetooth. I can't hook the CD up with Bluetooth. (laughs) (laughs) And then even the USB. You can't put a regular USB in anymore because you have to have the USB 2, the little skinny one. They don't have USBs anymore. They're gone. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. (laughs) You're lucky lucky they don't have the Type-C. I guess that would have to do with, like, not the actual USB plug, but the other side. So yeah, right. That was a dumb joke. Well, some are both. Dumb joke. Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move yeah. on. <laughs> uh, Look, dude, not all of my shit. Um, is, you know, it's hit now, miss. B- before you were 100% committed to uh, the country <laughs> the country music scene, you did uh, motocross prior. Uh, oh, man. What was, the, um, what was the hardest decision picking between motocross and country singing? Mm, that was really Wait, let let's backtrack. Wait, let me let me uh, add a twist to this. Uh, how did you get started in motocross? Uh, well, my 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 cousins rode just for fun. My brother had a bike, and I just I grew up watching Jeremy McGrath and guys like that. I was like, man, I was I told you he existed. And he's like, who the fuck's Jeremy McGrath? Whatever, <laughs> you'll learn. Yeah, <laughs> uh, he's one of the greatest. Showtime. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, I started when I was seven, uh, started racing when I was about nine and, uh, you know, went to all the red lens and did all those, those big nationals, nationals. And, you know, after, you know, 15 years of doing that, I finally got a ride from a satellite team to go ride supercross and outdoors. And at that same time, I was going through some other stuff as far as like, man, do I even want to still do this? Like, like what, like, and there's nothing that really, there was really nothing that really, like, like I was telling you back before, like, with music i'm like man why am i still doing this there's always that one thing it's like oh that's why i'm doing this but um, you didn't get that one thing with motocross riding like someone oh bro i drove five miles to watch you ride I, I, five I, miles I five hours i mean <laughs> yeah. oh you know i i got a, i i kind of did i i got i got um i went to like my last year at loretta lens i was riding um 250 and 450 a class which is the amateur pro class and um I went there. I was already playing music all the time and playing it for fun. Knew I was a singer on the track and all that kind of stuff. And uh, Craig Morgan came and played uh, a show for all the. It's one of the biggest. Oh, he's so good. And he came out. I'm like, man, I I can do that. That's what I want to do. And ever since then, and I left. Loretta's was the biggest national of the year. And I got home and I got a call from Honda team to ride for them. After after my ship performance in Loretta's, I had a couple of good stuff. Some some good motos. They're like, all right, yeah, you know that was, you know, promising, you know, I've been doing this for a long time. So people have, you know, on their radar and all that kind of stuff back then anyways, because they knew I was ready for, you know, the, the pro pro, not English. So I got a phone call when I got home. I was like, Hey, we, we, we want to, we, we want to bring y'all down to SoCal and, and, and get you, get you, get you set up. We, we, we ready to find you. So, and I'm like, all right, cool. And I went, did everything, signed the contracts, went on the test track for about two months and just giving it the benefit of the doubt. You know, hey, I've been doing this for 15 years. This is what I've been trying to get for 15 years, this right here. And uh, was doing it, and, and, and my, my dad came down for the weekend, and I was just having one of those just days. I, I, the day before, I just wasn't feeling right, and and uh, I, I think I rode like a, like a half of a day and went, went to the gym and did some stuff. Just wasn't wanted, didn't want to be on the bike anymore that day. Yeah, my dad came down for like it was like a Thursday or a Friday. Came down from from NorCal and was gonna spend the week with me for training and stuff. Uh, watch my program, all that kind of stuff. 
And I was out there and went and just through the motions, doing a typical first moto uh, of an early morning session. And uh, I just pulled off and put the bike on the on the stand. I didn't say anything. My mechanic was there. And my dad was there. Um, my dad knew. He was like, man, he knew what was going on in my head. And I was just like. Yeah, you're his son, you know. And shit. I said, dad, I don't want to do this anymore. He's like, <laughs> he's like, well, let's go home. Let's get out of here. And then uh, packed it up. Never, never, never looked at it since. Uh, called everybody. There's been a lot of nasty stuff online about it. I was like, oh, you know, all his fans, let all his fans down, all that stuff. And and but it's funny, all the people that have been there and done that were like, nah, get it. <laughs> yeah, man. I, my first thought was like, dude, you have such a great dad. You know, like I know dads that would like. Because their love of motocross just like shove it down their kid's throat. Like, Dad, I don't want to do this anymore. Well, I don't give a fuck. You get your fucking ass out there. <laughs> I just spend all this money for you to not do, want to do it. What you want is irrelevant. You know? We've been through all that. You know, I was 20 at the time. You know, oh, I was, I was 19. I was 19 at the time, and he was, you know, I was on my own another team with trainers and all that stuff his work was done you know we we've been through all that amateur career and all that stuff and trust me there's been times where we drove four four days in a row and we didn't say one word to each other because i knew i screwed up at a race and he knew that i knew what i did wrong and it, you know and it, it, after, this was after we had all the blows and the fights and the screaming at each other <laughs> yeah so you know we've been through hundreds and hundreds of times of that and uh you know at that point like he he, he knew you know, he knew back when I saw that Craig Morgan show at Loretta Lynn's three months before that. It was like... He knew what you really wanted to do. And, and, and either you got it and you don't. And you, you do got it, man. And, like, you did Like, surely, by, by the time you seen that Craig Morgan performance, like, your dad's probably heard you sing or, or do something. Right? Yeah. Whether or not he knew it, like, you had to know it. Like... I'm just saying you got it, and you had to know that you had it, because, like, people didn't, you know that, whether or not you have it or not, or whether or not you have that talent, whether or not you, you can do that, that, that country singing, like, no one has to tell you whether or not you got it, you know, because, like, you know, you try to do that, it's such a distinct style that, like, everyone that tries it just, just bombs so much, there's no, like, there's not a lot of people out there with, uh, uh, What's the word? Uh, just false grandeur about like, bro, I'm such a good country singer, and they're really not. You know, there's not a lot out there because like you, get, like I said, you know or you don't. Like you try to sing country, and you're like, holy shit, that was horrible. Or you, like you, you got it. You know? Appreciate. It. I just I love the music, and I, if I can continue to make music and do it, that's great. You know, I don't I don't call myself the greatest singer in the world, but you know, there's guys that that I really idolize. I'm like, man. Wish I could sing like that, you know. I don't call myself that. I love the music. I love to go out and perform and put on shows with my band and do all that. Um, you know, at that time, even riding motocross, I was kind of fiddling around with some bands and doing that stuff on the side, which I shouldn't have been because I I was one hundred percent in motocross as a professional level. And uh, you know, like, you know, had you never done that, you would you'd still be doing motocross. You betrayed motocross. No, I'm joking. <laughs> you know, I got I got nephews and, and stuff that are doing it and doing really well in it too. And I and I'm, I'm, I got a bike. I got a bike actually. Uh, 
Oh, let's here. see it. Oh, oh my God. Is that a, oh, man, that is nice. There's some of my prize trophies. I just saved some trophies up there. What kind of, what kind of bike is that for those that don't know? 21450, uh, KX450, Kawasaki. Hell yeah. But, you know, it, it, I love the sport, and, I, you know, I, I found – I just kind of rekindled back into it, you know. I, I oh, that's on. great. I was gonna ask you about like if you still ride and all that and stuff. I went on a ten year grudge of just like you know I'm never putting my my foot over a bike again, and and it was just it was just a lot of. Uh, you missed it, didn't you? For me, I was just done. When I was done, I was done. It was hard, but when I was done, I was done, and I didn't want to see a bike. Um, Damn. You know? I, I didn't put my foot over a bike for 10 years and uh, you know, I'm back uh, riding again and it's, it, it's, I've had more fun now than I've ever had just because it's like, you know, no pressure and everything. You're doing it for fun and you're just having a good time and shit. Right. And I haven't done that in a long time. Even, you know, I was riding, it, it was five years of strictly like I had to do it. It wasn't like I wanted to do it. I had to go out and try to train every day and then go to the gym after that and then hit another evening session on the bike. It wasn't like, oh, this is fun. It was like, you know, and I, I have nephews and stuff that right now, and one of my nephews is doing really good in the nationals and he's coming up and, you know, he's not even there yet as far as like training and doing all that. He just has it naturally. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Stuff's going to hit him real, real fast. Uh, and when that happens, um, you know, I want to try to be there as much as I can for him because it's, it's not easy. It's real hard. And, uh, it's hard to find that joy in it when that happens. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. You know, uh, you know, I, I grew up watching motocross and Jeremy McGrath and, uh, you know, Travis Pastrana and stuff like that. And my, before even Travis Pastrana made the switch, uh, I, I'd already made the switch to, uh, like I was more fascinated with freestyle motocross, you know, like, uh, Mike Metzger and Brian Deegan and stuff like that. And then Travis Pastrana, he went over to the freestyle motocross world. And, you know, I think, uh, I can't recall it. Like either he is the first one to double. Yeah. He is the first one. Well, there's this huge debate on, uh, who was the first one to do the double backflip? Was it Mike Metzger or Travis Pastrana? Not relevant. Point is, is uh, <laughs> have you ever tried your hand at doing any tricks while you're in the air uh i've done all you know i can throw a pretty fat whip i can do some can cans and knack oh whips are so fucking beautiful like man they are dude like and people forget that in the freestyle motocross world like dude people are doing crazy fucking shit <laughs> like dude, 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 dude for armor in the bmx world there's a trick called a flare all right, now that is a backflip mixed with the 180. Like, you come up, you do a backflip. Oh, dude, I, just, I can't even explain it. You got to see it. All right. <laughs> the point is, is the, it, uh, a lot of the, uh, the – it, it was just generally known that, yeah, people on a bicycle can do a flare because of the weight of a bicycle. You can't do that on a motorcycle. Then some motherfucker does it. You know, some <laughs> Tom Padges, I think he is the first one to do it. Anyways, my point is – I don't forget my point. Uh, no, 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 hold on. Let me. I'll, I'll remember. It's like, dude, like. No, I forgot it. There's a huge reason why I mentioned all that, and I forgot it. Uh, had to do with, like I said, like. Uh, oh no! 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 Oh! No, it's gonna. Come. It's not gonna come. No, but like, yeah, you were doing. Uh, you tried to. Oh, yeah, dude, that's right. That, I don't know. Whips. Shit gets crazy in the F in the FMX world, and people are doing fucking flares on on fucking motorcycles now. But the whip, the most simplest fucking, all you gotta do is just. 
pull the ass into your bike and make go horizontal with your bike and then go back vertical before you land. And it's just so goddamn beautiful. <laughs> Every time. It's awesome. No, it's just something that we, as a racer, you use that for scrubbing speed off the of jumps and stuff like that. Yeah, that's and not, yeah. For racing, it's more of a scrub and stuff like that. And then it's a little finish line celebration. But at the same time, there's guys doing strictly just whips now where they're basically, there's an X Games for it, just for whips. Not for, It's freestyle motocross, but it's... Just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up there with, like, the, the, the highest jump and all that, and it's just, like, the greatest whip, you know? Yeah. Most of those guys are, are racers. I mean, they all start racing at one point in their life, and it's just, you know, I know a lot of friends that are, got into FMX because, you know, their racing career wasn't going correct, and, and it's a sport that you can... It's another element to it. There's there's other um, ways to stay on a motorcycle and try to make a living. Um yeah, like, I cut you off. I, I was talking about, like, when as soon as you said whip, I started thinking about how, like, crazy FMX has got and how just people forget how, like, elegant and beautiful a whip can be. But you're about to say, like, you've you done some whips and uh, what? Any other tricks? Uh, I've done a Superman on accident. <laughs> oh, man, I did that, too. Oh, man, I wonder if your story is similar to mine. Tell me your story. No, I did a whip on accident. But what was your Superman accidental story? Oh, it's more than more than a dozen times. Just through a rhythm section. Just you're about to accidentally come off the bike. Rhythm section, hitting the next thing, whiskey throttle. You're hanging off the back of the bike, and you got to clear over two or three more freaking hoops to get to land safely. Sometimes you land it, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you land it, and you go over the berm into the freaking wall. Uh, you know, that's happened to me a bajillion times, but no, I'm not a freestyle guy. I can do a can can, little clicker, knack knack, you know, I can whip it pretty good, but I, I'm a racer. <laughs> well, like can cans are, dude, I kind of miss old school freestyle motocross because, like, like I said, things are getting so extreme that, like, you do like a hill clicker, a can can, and a freestyle motocross competition. You're gonna fucking lose, cause like no one gives a shit about any of that anymore. You know? And dude, I missed the oh, dude. One of the most beautiful FMX tricks to me is a Cordova. And if you don't at least execute a backflip in a Cordova, you're losing. And Cord, dude, they look so cool. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But no, man. One time, uh, me and my friends were back, we're out in this pasture, and we're all riding and shit like that. And there's this weird, like, kind of plateau, like a little bitty, little bitty hill. But that hill came, that hill had this perfectly natural kind of arch for you to just ride up, you know, ride up and do something cool. And no, nobody, none of my friends were actually just trying tricks, you know. We're we all just thought it was cool to catch some air and level yourself out and land perfectly. All right. But I hit it accidentally at an angle, and dude, my I hit it at sideways as hell. I'm doing like the most beautiful whip, and it is all 100% accident. And I was freaking the fuck out, and I was like, "This is how I die. This is how I die." I am in the air sideways, and I didn't know how I got there, and I don't know what to do now. And I don't know, like, I'm like, all right, like, dude, like, split second in my mind. I'm like, the only thing I do is try really hard to try to get my ass in back in, you know. And I did, and I landed perfectly. And all my friends were like, oh, my God, that was amazing. That was the most best whip. How did you do that? And I was like, I didn't want to tell anybody that it was an accident, and I never meant for any of that to happen. Own that shit. Yeah, I was like, oh, bro, you know, man, I just... 
tried, bro. And it was just, I, I lied through my teeth, man. Like, you know, like, you know, like, and, and if any of my friends hear this podcast, they're hearing this for the first time because, like, I was going to take that shit to my grave. But, uh, it, it was never intentional for me to do that with, you know? No, it's like they none of them understand it. I almost died. died. Oh, jeez. <laughs> But, uh, so anyways, you have a, a new single out. Uh, one of the big things we want to talk about uh, today is your new single, Saving the Planet. It's going to be on the album, Saving the Planet. Uh, when does the album come out? The album's coming out in about a month and a half. Um, I'm, I'm, we got Saving the Planet. Here's a single. Um, we're going to run that as a single single for another week and a half two weeks we got another single coming out called heart that's gonna break um that we're gonna pump out in about a week and a half to two weeks and uh we're gonna let that linger for a little while i might throw another single out before i release the full thing but i I, i'm shooting for two singles in a full release on the record uh (laughs) giving time and stuff like that um because i want to get it out you know i spent i spent four years since i've had a record out so I'm really trying to get this thing out as soon as possible. And so everyone can hear it and then on to the next one, you know, so uh, I'm not going to wait this long next time. I'm going to keep pumping them out. And, um, you know, we had COVID that hit us kind of stalled us for a little while for an extra year or so, but, you know, uh, but we're, we're, I was long overdue for a record and, uh, it's out. I've been talking about one for a long time and and I want to put one more single out ideally, and then throw that record off for everyone to hear it and, and get onto another one. So, um, that's where we're at with that. And you can get, um, you know, saving the planet right now on all the digital platforms, um, Spotify, Pandora, all that stuff. And then I'm gonna have another follow-up single here in a couple, about a week and a half, two weeks. Um, and, uh, there'll be some buzz on that one as well. So we're, uh, I'm just trying to get some music out there. Um, but I'm ready for another one too. I'm, I'm going to be quick on the next one. So hell yeah, Absolutely. man. Uh, saving the planet. So it's, it's a really fun song. We've been, we've been jamming it. It's uh it's really cool. Uh, we were, so, it's such a good drinking song, man. We, we were oh, slight. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out of beer. So I, no, yeah, we, we are too. We're, we're out of beer. <laughs> we, uh, we, uh, we drank all our beer. <laughs> we, we were slightly disappointed to find out on the, uh, on the ABC interview that, um, Eight, eight, yeah. The ABC yeah. interview, yeah. That uh, you didn't write the song. No, no. I got some good buddies in Nashville, uh, Carson Chamberlain. Uh, well, disappointed is a strong word. Like, oh, you know, <laughs> surprised. I guess. Yeah, you could use that word, you douche. There, there, there's, there's, fifteen, twenty songs I didn't that I wrote on this record that I didn't cut. You know, I, I, I like to get songs that that are gonna do the best, and I think. I don't know, for, for me as an independent artist, it's up to me to really decide that. You know, I don't really have a full team doing that. So it's, 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 it comes up to what I think is going to do well for me. And, and if I wrote the song, cool. But if I didn't, I'm not going to not cut it, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. understand that. And uh, that's a great attitude to have because, like, you come across a great – someone hands you, hey, this is a great song, and I really want you to do this. And you got that snooty attitude of, like, oh, I didn't write it, so I ain't doing it. Like, that ain't doing nobody no favors, you know? not going to work for you and you know there's so many songs and, and it's so crazy how uh you know that 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 way of doing it it's kind of changed uh you know now there, back in the day it used to be there was a songwriter and then there was a guy who sang the song and that's why songs are so freaking good yeah like on because now it's like oh i'm not cutting a song unless my name's on it and that's cool i get it money wise and all that kind of stuff but 
you know, majority of those times, a lot of those artists have a song that's already, they'll take us like a guy, pitch him a song and be like, oh yeah, I want to cut that song. Here's the deal. I want my name on it though, to, to get credit for a third, you know, even though I changed the word or something like that here and there, that mm. happens all the time. And that's just the way it is in the business. There's so many songs that, you know, hell that I've heard, you know, pre-done and then an artist cuts it and then, oh, wait, their name's on it, too. Like, as We want to claim it as their own and shit. They, they yeah. made a deal. So there's a lot of deals out there that, that happen, you know, to get a name on a song. And I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, wreck some people's, you know. <laughs> you know <laughs> well, that's respectable. That's very respectable. Yeah, and that goes back to him being traditional and true country and shit, man. Well, there, there's guys that take a song that's already written. And it's like, well, you know, if I'm going to sing this song, I want my name on it. And I also want to person, you know, personalize it. And that's fine, too. If you want to take a song that's already written by a songwriter and become a co-writer and change that song up, you know, that's great. That works. And, that, and then a lot of that happens, too. And that, that's all part of the business. And, and you know, it's, it's a saying, no, you write a word, you get a third. And a lot of times, you know, there's a songwriter. Nowadays, it's four or five guys per song writing these big hits, you know, for these big artists. And it's like... Well, I, I kind of, it's kind of hard. You know, a lot of those guys that are, they were just in the room, to be honest with you. Hell, I've written songs with guys where, fuck, I felt like I was just in the room, but my name's on it. You know what I mean? And uh, that's just how that goes sometimes. And I write with some really good artists in Nashville that it's like, okay, I, I got some, I got a verse here and some lyrics and a chorus. What do you got? And then like, all right, here's my version. And was, I'm like, let's use that version because that's way better than mine. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, and, and it just it's the it's the <laughs> the back and forth the uh of songwriting like dude like yeah the songwriting goes so well like when you're collaborating with someone and uh it's not a bad thing you know yeah okay you know it's like all those you know like George Strait he's never written a single song in his life but he's had the best career in the music business he he knows that he has a way of picking the best songs when guys that pitch it to him uh, you know he gets pitched thousands of songs per album when he goes out and says, Hey, I'm trying to cut a record tech talks to his producer and his readers are, Hey, give me a bunch of songs. I want to go through them. They said he had sent thousands of songs and he picks the best ones out of there guaranteed. You know, and he's got guys like Dean Dillon and, and, and you know, Aaron Barker and stuff like that. Those are the greatest of all time. All of the yeah. songs are, are just, you know, and, and he's not a writer. He's, he's an artist. He's a singer. He knows how to get them out there and do them right. He has what it takes to do them. And yeah, put his personality into it and making us, you know, you can make a song your own without writing a, one word of it, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of that that I think people don't, like, understand. Like, you know, your name's not on it. I'm not saying, like, I, I, I wrote eight songs on the record, but the one I chose as a single is the one I didn't write because it's better. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, uh, if, uh, if another artist did, uh, you know, Saving the Planet, it could be a 100% different song with their style and their music. I, I guess the word style covers it. It could have been a with, country rap. Yeah, they, they could have thrown a rap verse in there, you know? Country rap, absolutely. Actually, I should have called Colt on this one and did some country rap with it. <laughs> Colt featuring, featuring Colt. <laughs> You could have fucking made it awesome, I'm sure. Or yeah, no, Buck Ford featuring Colt Ford. That's what I meant to say. That'd be awesome, the Fords. Yeah, the Fords. (laughs) I'll even call my brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. What's crazy is, you know, uh, John. On their new album, F-150. There used to be another um, beer podcast locally. It's it's, it's defunct now. But um, they actually had Colt Ford. On their podcast, so it's kind of funny. We actually know those people. They were, 
uh, John, you know, John. Yeah. Yeah. He the, makes beer. Yeah. Yeah. He had, he knows Colt Ford and he gets Colt Ford on the thing. That's cool. Colt yeah. Ford and Buck Ford. Yeah. Woo! That's cool. We know Buck Ford. No, so, I know. I'm saying it. It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I make that work. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it's, uh, you know, it's a fun song. I thought it'd be best for, you know, it's a summertime single. Uh, perfect time to throw that out. My follow-up single is a song I wrote, and uh, it's just uh, going to take it back a little bit. More, this is a more strictly a Buckford song coming up out here in a couple weeks. Uh, that's my next single, but it's just edgy enough to be uh, something on the radio. It's catchy too. Everyone I play it for loves it, and 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 uh, you know, it gets stuck in one of those songs that does get stuck in your head, and it's just a typical cowboy song and, and uh, uh, something that more so you're used to hearing me do as an artist, but. Uh, you know, saving the planet is one of the songs that, that that needed to be out there for me. Um, and, uh, and so, wait, wait, you're talking about a song that you're about to do. That's more you and everything, more uh, cowboy and what's it called? Or can you it's tell us what it's called? Heart that's yeah. gonna break. It's called Heart That's Gonna Break, and it's uh, one of the songs I wrote. And uh, it's more of a something you're used to hearing me sing. It'll be out here in a couple weeks. Yeah, I'm excited about that, man. Hell yeah, yeah. Dude, like you know, I just I love that like. Just to, the traditional country you're doing is just so great. Like I hope you don't ever stop. You know, yeah. You know, there needs to be more artists out there like you. You know, people are losing it, and like you're an artist today that is still doing just straight up country music. And I, I was like, I need more people to be doing what you're doing. <laughs> and I fear the day when there's no more people like you. You know. Well, I mean, too. It's crazy, you know. Uh, Daryl Singletary and Joe Diffie a year or two ago, and uh, you know, those are some of the guys that are still around doing it and touring. You know, at, you know, in their forties and, and early fifties that are still, you know, keeping that music alive. And it, it's, I sure hope there's more four folks that can keep going. Uh, you know, it's it's just starts me when you see an artist that's like doing like a like a crossroads tour, a country artist doing like a crossroads tour with like some guy that's not even. You know, Nelly. Um, yeah, DMT. <laughs> it's like, dude, why don't you have somebody like that's still kicking and, and kicks ass? Like, fuck, I, I don't know. Someone even from the '90s. Let's get let's get straight and do something with with Chris Young or something. Or you know, and, and oh yeah. Instead, they would have like, you know, Florida George Line do something with like Nelly. Nelly, which is, yeah. which is number four right now. <laughs> yeah, like man, I thought. Like doing a country song with Nelly was like so old news, but like yeah. the top one of the top ten country songs is Florida Georgia Line with Nelly. Like, oh my god! Like you do a country song with the R&B singer and you just fucking made it. You know? And it's just not hurting. The, it's just not helping the genre. You know what I mean? It's, no, it's you know, not. It, it's watering down the genre, man. No, and that's great. And that, and honestly, the music is great. They're kicking butt. It's just there needs to be a place for it. You know? And it's just like you can't call that what guys like Haggard and Jones and, and straight. And, and I'm talking old school stuff. I mean, let's talk, let's talk guys like, you know, George Strait and Garth Brooks and stuff like that. It's even so far past that. It's not. Oh even, yeah. They like, it, they're rolling over in their grave. They ain't even dead yet. You know, like <laughs> Garth Brooks rolling over. Yeah. No, but it, it's, I don't know. I, I don't really see it changing. I think there's, I think there's more so of a, a lot of independently, Independent guys that are just going to continue to do it because they—that's just—they're meant to make make music and, and keep going and yeah. and you they don't have the labels that are cramming a certain song down their neck. They're going to continue to make the song that they like if they're going to continue to do it. 
and make a living and all like, like me if i'm yeah. if i'm making my own records paying for everyone my own records paying for my tours everything i do i'm gonna play the music that i want to play you know yeah absolutely see pessimistically i i worry about like i said the idea of a time when there there's just no more traditional country singers like you but realistically, that probably won't ever happen because there will always be people like you. And there will always be record labels trying to just push on what sells. But there will always be people like you that I want to do I want to do country country. No, I don't want to do pop country. I don't want to do rap country. I want to do country country. And there will always be people that regardless of their success, they're going to do country. Like, record labels can be like, well, if you do pop country, you do a lot better. And I'm be like, well, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing country. You know? I hear you. And I, and I was, uh, there's a lot of people that will stand their ground. And I wish there was more people that were, you know, there's a lot of guys that are in, you know, the mainstream now that grew up that started on, on the country traditional side of things. But they're not. I would wish that they would help more and be like, oh, screw that. I'm doing this song. I'm pushing this as a single because this is what should be heard. But there's none of that going on. It's like it, it's like they are signed. This is what you got to cut. And now that they've gotten used to, you know, maybe making money and, and selling records and doing all that kind of stuff and, and being on that, they got used to like, screw that. I'm not doing that stuff anymore. Like, I'm just continuing to do this stuff. Like, I wish more people would like you know, stand up as an artist and be like, hey, this is the kind of stuff I grew up listening to. Now that I'm here, Fuck it. Here's kind of stuff that I like to do. Oh, yeah. And they, dude, they could use that. Like, you know, they please the label. They become the biggest name. And they could do straight up, like, traditional country. The label probably, they could be such a big name that the label couldn't even, like, it. deny them that much. And they could use that platform to bring back country. They really could. If and they're, they're not. <laughs> it's what it's going to take. It's someone that's, you know... You know, it takes someone to get that song out there that, that got them there. It's like, oh, fuck yeah. And then, cool. All right. Now let's get serious. This is kind of stuff music that I grew up with. Yeah, yeah. I did your pop country to make my name so big. But now that my name is that big, I'm going to bring back traditional country. <laughs> When's someone going to do that? No. See, another thing I, I didn't even fathom was the idea of, like, someone who's doing pop country actually being raised on traditional country. You think, I, I don't know. I guess, like, I thought about that at one point. But it's like, I, I kind of feel like there's someone who's like, hey, look, you have a great voice, and I know you're all poppy, but let's, I don't know, I figure someone who grew up, who decided they want to do pop country has to like that shit. I could never fathom someone doing straight up traditional, some honky-tonk country like you, and being convinced by the record label that no, what you need to do is that pop country. Like anyone who does <laughs> traditional country, uh, but like well, I would imagine they'd be like, "Well, I'm country, and you can kiss my ass." <laughs> but no, some are like, "Well, I'm country, and I want that paycheck." What <laughs> only happen if if you already got a record deal and you're, you've already made some hits and they want you? You couldn't be that way with the record label off the bat. You'd have to be someone like Justin Moore and Chris Young that's already established himself as a new artist that, that does have that capability, and they would destroy a country song. They would kill it. And uh, it's just the fact that they don't really like to – they're not putting them out there. They're not even putting a couple on their records that are – you know, there's a couple on their records that, that are that are country, and it's just it, – it kills me. So guys like that, they grew up playing – that kind of stuff and and to see them completely oh yeah and there's some artists dude like i need to check out all their shit just to make sure i'm not missing any gems because like they do enough of the super poppy all about the girls kind of country and and then next thing you know i'm not interested in this artist and like you said they could have some uh 
some traditional down home country on their album and i'm I, i'm not i'm missing it i'm not even aware of it because i'm not checking out their albums i just hear their singles and i think oh well, that's garbage <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that can kill an artist and, and not necessarily i mean they're doing they're doing great successful but it can kill an artist's image that they've always grew up with trying to be by that and there's guys like me that will it would deter them or the guy like you that's like oh they hear it on us oh, that guy that guy, has, that guy has nothing for me to listen to, so I'm not, you know, five, six songs on his actual record that are like, oh, wow. Was, uh, was Luke Bryan, is that his name? Like, every song, is is that the, 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 the dude that looks like fucking Butthead? <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think it's Luke Bryan. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, like, every, he does not have a song that doesn't have to with how much he loves women and women love him everything's about the girl you know there's, there, there's i think there's a whole genre of it it's like girl country you know girl let me tell you you know and I'm, I'm so tired of it. Yeah, that's bad. i mean that's a perfect example of, of something that that ha- i mean because fucking luke ryan was great Oh, yeah, he has a killer voice, bro. I just wish I'd, he'd sing about anything else. <laughs> Country Man. That was a great song. Country Man. Griffin song. A good buddy of mine wrote that song, and he cut it. But at the same time, Luke Bryan's is he's a songwriter, too. He wrote uh, G- uh, Good Directions for Billy Crankin. That's a country as hell song that was played in, like, 2008. Yeah, I'm, probably, I'm exaggerating. Like, 99% of his songs have to do with girls. But, uh, like, he, he was part of... Uh, Man, there was this, and I was thinking about this song when we were talking about, uh, you know, working country, or, uh, Jason Aldean did a song, like, something about, like, uh, just we don't stop till the work gets done and shit like that, it was, it was, it was three people, it was Jason Aldean, Luke Bryan, and someone else, and, you know, it was all just, you know, Jason Aldean, he stirred up, like, he, he got on the scene with his, like, country rap dirt road song and luke Bryan's all about girl <laughs> and uh i can't remember the third dude but these are all just straight up like basically pop country artists you know and they got this one song and it's about just legitimately it's all about hard work and and like getting everything that you got you, you worked for and that's what the point of the song and dude that that is a song i can get behind i love that song to death and it's three fucking country pop artists and you know it, it did actually i think it was a single it blew up on the radio and that's very it's like that's unlike their genre like it like it, it wasn't part of like I said. It's like uh, the whole work country is a genre on its own, and there's like a, a there's a rap country genre. There's a girl country genre. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, and and that was not part of that genre. That was part of the work country genre. And those three new age pop artists did that. You know, so they're all capable of great things. And and, and I bet you they. I don't know how much uh they actually how much of that the lyrics that they were true like how much they actually did grow up that way you know like i don't know how much of a hard worker luke bryan and jason aldean actually are you know they could be they could be i'm not i'm not shitting on them and calling them city folk or anything like that city folk. well he's like uh, you know they talked about red dirt and i think you gotta you gotta work in the dirt to realize it's red <laughs> yeah yeah so, you know, it's, it's, I've played with a lot of great artists and big artists that have made it and had songs and hits and, and records and 
you know, it's funny that like I still open up for guys that are like, you know, they know us from before we played shows in together and they're like, like, oh, we got to play that new fucking song of mine. <laughs> if they hate to play yeah we're closing out with that fucking new song of mine i freaking hate it uh we can't play that one song i like because they record they won't let me but we're playing this shit so it's like they're they know it's great i got played a couple shows like joe nichols and stuff like that which are you know early 2000s guys and it's like you know they grew up on that stuff and they they've had hits where it's like yeah it's it's just edgy enough and it's just new country enough to be on the radio and be a hit and all that stuff but it's like that's not the song that they want to even play you know, it's like, it, it's, it's crazy that, you know, in our, even myself, it's like, there's artists, there's songs that I, I play that on my records that it's like, it, I don't know, that's not my favorite song, but that's a song that's working. That's a song I put last on my shows as a, as a show closer. And it's just like, yeah, if I close out with that song, um, when it's like, you know, you know, it just works and they get, I get that. And it's just crazy to see so many artists are on the same page too, but they, you know, that they, they are falling into that trap and they are, they're just going with the flow with it, and and uh, it's funny because there, there's a lot more country boys out there than than what's being seen on the the mainstream as a face as an image for themselves. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. yeah, and like me being like a consumer of the music, like uh, it's like I hate to say it, but honestly, like I never even consider consider that. It's like, and I'm being like too harsh on these people and their right. fucking girl country. Oh my country. god! And you know, I'm not thinking about like how like these. They could be actually country boys, and I wouldn't even know it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Now, in, uh, in Saving the Planet, you mentioned Coors Light, uh, Bud Light, and PBR. Uh, are you into beer? Do you like craft beer? Uh, I like beer. I'm more of a whiskey drinker, but... Uh, I understand. Yes. I like this guy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, dude, I fucking love whiskey. Oh, I, it gets me in trouble. When I walk on stage, you can you can bet that you know we, we've been tuned up in the back of me and the band and getting ready to go and 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 we're, we're gonna have a few few drinks to get ready and and beer doesn't really I, I do drink a beer on stage when I but also there's a there's a glass of something else in there too. Um, <laughs> I do that's really I'm I'm literally two blocks from the Budweiser plant here in California, and so I have the big giant Budweiser sign right out in my backyard, um, <laughs> vineyard in, in my house. So. Uh, uh, I we drink a lot of Bud, drink a lot of course. My favorite's Miller Lite, but um. okay. <laughs> yeah, see, well, I, dude, I like those too. Like Miller Lite's really good. Like a Bud Light, it gets old. It gets very watery. You know, um, I guess you could say. Well, like, it's more watery than Bud. Oh yeah, and, uh, but that's almost like why you go to Coors. Like I go to Coors not for its quality, but because I could really quickly consume a lot of them because <laughs> they're like water. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't. You, you start with those though, but if if you start with like an IPA or some of the good craft beer, you can't go back to a Bud or a course. Oh, you can't. oh, dude, I know, I, I have know. not. He 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 physically cannot. Like he will turn it down. I will. I'll drink Bud Light or Coors if that's all there is there. Like fucking yeah. dude, bro. We're here to get fucked up, not have good beer. Yeah. <laughs> But like there, like it's hard to go back, man. I will say that I did uh, try a Dosecchi's again the other day. Dosecchi's even that's watery as fuck. It is, yeah. <laughs> and Dosecchi's is like oh, they're light beer, yeah, yeah, yeah. mass crap. Yeah, the Dosecchi's. Like, Dosecchi's is like it's like Mexican lagers. Yeah, yeah. it's like mass adjunct lager. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, better, yeah. better than Corona. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I've drank I've drank quite just about everything. 
I'm not, I'm more of a whiskey guy, whiskey, whiskey straight on the rocks and, and, uh, what he said, our time is, is some, maybe a vodka and club soda, cranberry. (laughs) See, I don't know about your tolerance or how you act when you're drunk, but it's, uh, it's like, I love whiskey. But I kind of get fucked up off whiskey, and people wish that I didn't love whiskey. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a different, different, di- different drinker, different drunk. You wouldn't even recognize me. It's like a completely different. IPA drunk's my worst drunk. Oh, man, oh, that's crazy. Worst. Uh, if I if I'm on tequila, I, I want to fight everybody. Yeah, dude, I already tried, dude. Every time I've ever drinking tequila, I've literally woken up in jail. <laughs> you know? Every time, I'm not even exaggerating. Like I stay away from tequila. Every now and then I get a little messed up, and someone's like, "Hey, do you want some tequila?" I'm like, "Why the fuck not?" Bam, jail. Once he uh, <laughs> once he woke up in jail, pantsless. Yeah, well, I didn't wake up in jail pantsless. I had, like, the orange oh, yeah. jumpsuit on. I went to jail pantsless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whiskey's my go-to. It keeps me on the floor. Make a bit of it and, 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 and have a, a few beers on stage, too, to play the part. You know, hey, you got to recycle these cans. Drink Hell yeah. One, saving the beer one planet at a time. Or one planet at a time. Saving the beer one planet at a time. I just said that. Saving the planet one beer at a time. But no, like, man, dude, like, I love whiskey so much. My problem is, is I can chug whiskey. Oh, my God. And that is a problem. Like, I, I can chug whiskey. I shouldn't chug whiskey. But I can't. Like, point is, is, like, it feels nothing but good to me. Other people are like, oh, if I chug whiskey, I throw up. If I chug whiskey, I love it. And then I chug more whiskey. <laughs> and then I, it, I either get angry or dumb or jail or it never ends well. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> now, uh... Has the uh, has the Illuminati ever contacted you, and would you uh, accept their agreement? <clears throat> uh, what's that? The Illuminati has have they ever contacted you, the Illuminati, and uh, would you accept uh, their deals? Would you join the Illuminati? I've never. I don't even know what that is. What the is Illuminati. That? You know, like they're they're. This question for, comes from the fact that it's uh, conspiracy that the Illuminati secretly has control over the entertainment industry and controls such people as like Beyonce and Eminem and what are some other names and shit. I don't know. Um, yeah. You ain't heard of the Illuminati? If, you, if not, that's probably a good thing. It means you're living a good life. I'm, 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 no, I don't ever see myself being that kind of status of a <laughs> <laughs> well, you should, damn it, reach for the stars and shit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's great. <laughs> Look, if the Illuminati contacted you, it doesn't mean you have to join them, but that means you've reached that status of celebrity and iconism. It's flattering for the Illuminati to contact you. Yeah. I mean, do you, do you have a contact? Can you give me a hold of them? Or no, <laughs> they're, they're world-dominating evil bastards. Don't actually join them. You know? Like, it's actually a bad thing if, the, if, if you join the Illuminati. I'm just saying it's impressive that they reach out to you. 
I'm so far out of that. I don't even know what that is. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, like, that's crazy. Again, that's nothing but good things. That means that like you're not like. That, you know, it's it so far it, from like it means conspiracy a, theories that you don't know what the Illuminati is. That's it, a good thing. It means you don't sacrifice babies in the woods, so that's good. Oh yeah, no, I don't do that. No, <laughs> no, no. don't do that. That's <laughs> bad for publicity. Uh, so we have a um, we have a this or that game to play with you if uh, you're down. So we got a, a few questions. Is this or that? I'm gonna ask you two things. You can choose one or the other. And here we go. We start off. L or lager? L. IPA or stout? Ooh, IPA. Baseball or football? Baseball. Hip hop or metal? Ooh. Metal. Marvel or DC? Ooh, dang it. Oh, Marvel. Uh, chicken or steak? Steak. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Burger or hot dog? Burger, for sure. Nickelback or Creed? Oh, man, why are you going to do like that? <laughs> Creed? Creed? Creed. Creed. There's all six, three! I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking Creed. C- Chris Ledoux or Doug Supernaw? Oh, man, that's another bad one. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I said. Uh, Doug, for sure, Doug. Sorry. Doug Supernaw? Sorry, but Doug. Uh, Big and Rich or Montgomery Gentry? Montgomery for sure. Oh yeah, that's not. Uh, I was gonna say that. Man, that's not even a hard one. Especially because we're you know we're talking to someone who's like traditional honky tonk country right here. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, that's that's a good ones. Oh yeah, those, those questions. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I was like, I'm proud of myself for that list. Whatever. That was good. <laughs> Is it this or that? Is it, now you get to know. You get to know the artist. Yeah. Get to know their preferences of things. Yeah, I don't know. Like, that whole list was, like, very obvious answers. Like, if you choose hot dogs over burgers, what the fuck's wrong with you? Some people do. If you choose DC over Marvel, what the fuck's wrong with you? Some people (laughs) have. Like, New York people choose hot dogs over burgers. Of course they goddamn do. They're from New York. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they do. Apparently they have great hot dogs in Coney Island. (laughs) Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, If you wrote and recorded an Opinions and Beer theme song, how would it sound? And also send it to us when you do. <laughs> Man, yeah. you put me on spot there. What, what, redo, Rach, you say that for me? What is that? Yeah, I, I thought, before he does say it again, I would like to say that I thought that that was a loaded question and it's unfair. No, that's like, that's like him soliciting for you to write a theme song for No, us. I purposely load questions. Wait one second. Right, right, right. <laughs> if you wrote and recorded an Opinions of Beer theme song, how would it sound? Oh, man, I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> yeah. Dude, you can't. You, that takes so much thought. For one, you're not decide that you must do that. Then sit down and think about it. <laughs> Spend a lot of time. If someone legitimately put themselves out there to, 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 to write a theme song for opinions and beer, it would take a lot of thought and effort. And you want someone to answer that in a split second. No, I've asked that question to every musical artist we've had on. I know, because that's your secret way of soliciting to them to write a theme song for us. One person just growled. <laughs> One person just growled. You're just trying to get these celebrities to write a theme song for us so we can put it on our podcast. Boba Fl- also, we wouldn't turn it down if you did. Wink, wink. 
Boba, <laughs> Boba Flex growled for three minutes. <laughs> they did that. They did that. <laughs> I thought that was... <laughs> Uh, he, whatever, he asked me this jokingly, and I, uh, you know, you remember the the comedian Rodney Carrington? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and he's got a uh, the song like titties and beer, you know. So I just ripped that off. I said opinions and beer. <laughs> Thank God I ain't clear opinions and beer. <laughs> okay, I ain't got it. You got it. I ain't got it. <laughs> yeah. No, I've seen that song a bajillion times as a goof. Uh, oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. <laughs> He's like, we got one for the women. Winners and one. going to have a lot of... Yeah, that's, that's not it, but that's another that's another, uh, another one for you. Uh, it's going to have a lot of fiddle and steel, and it's going to be uh, work hard, get home, drink a lot of beer, and, and just uh, love God and love your family. And, uh, try to Woo! I am so down. Oh, yeah! I, I love that answer. <laughs> Thank you so much for that. <laughs> Cause dude, that, oh, yeah. that is like, oh man, that, it's like I'm tearing up. <laughs> uh, well, um, have an opinion. Just have an opinion. Have an opinion and drink beer. You know what I mean? <laughs> don't, don't don't follow what everyone else is doing. You know? Well, I, I, I'm, it's like I feel so conservative that it's like, but your opinion better be work hard and love God. <laughs> 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 well, uh. You know, Buck Ford, it's been so awesome to have you on. Uh, very, like I said, dude, I, I legitimately want to say I was very excited for this uh, interview. I'm very excited to meet you. And it's and, been everything that I, I hoped for. You know, I was not disappointed. You're such a great, genuine artist, genuine country boy, and a genuine, genuine country singer, genuine fucking motocrosser. I love motocross. I love everything about you, man. Oh, <laughs> Hell yeah, and uh, your new yeah, single, bro. Saving the Planet, is... What do you say? Uh, What's that? Let me know when you're ready to do it again, man. Let's just drink some more beer, and uh, I'll have a couple more. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me also say, we have politely been like, yeah, we'll totally eat you up with other past artists. And maybe we didn't. Oh, but, but we will totally actually hit you up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're definitely going to be sharing uh, this uh, the single, Saving the Planet, and whenever your, new, your next single drops, we're going to be sharing that. Um... Well, we can't wait to see what your new album has in store for us. Uh, it's been awesome to have you on. Uh, you're you're an authentic country singer, and um, it's a lot more authentic than what's on the top ten Billboard charts right now. And that's uh, that says a lot, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> you need to be on the top ten. That's what that says. Um, so once again, thanks again for being on the Opinions and Beer podcast. Is, is there anything we left out? Anything you'd like to plug before we, um, I guess, do our exits? No man, thanks for all the, uh, the good times and and, uh, and uh, hell saving the planet. We got a we're pumping that thing for another couple of weeks. We got another single coming out. It's called Heart That's Gonna Break. Uh, we're gonna drop the release the record here shortly after that. And uh, just uh, check it out, guys. Check out buckford.com. Check us out. We're gonna be touring, doing a lot of stuff this summer or going into the fall. And uh, hey, happy dove season. Get out there and shoot some birds. Huh? Shoot some birds. Hell yeah. Baby. <laughs> Shoot some shit. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on our show, man. We're about to get our evening hunt started here in a little bit. So I'm actually going to go play a show for some dub guys here in a little bit. So Hell yeah. That's great. And then I got to set up the guitar and just play a little music later on tonight. So Hell yeah. We were here with uh, Buck Ford. We were drinking Brewster Cogburns and Imperial Vanilla Cream Ale, sitting at 9% in alcohol by volume. Uh, it was a fun... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were drinking... <laughs> so 
uh, we're having a fun time. Uh, he's awesome. He's great. Do you agree? If not, well, fuck you. I'm sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> that's that's not what we meant. We didn't mean that. <laughs> that's just your opinion. Yeah, is it? And that's fine, because all we have here are opinions and beer. Cheers, guys. <laughs> Cheers, man. Thanks, man. Hello, everybody. This is Adam with Opinions and Beer. You can tell we're looking like cowboys. My joke to you. You can tell we're looking like cowboys. <laughs> no, you're supposed to say. We've got Keenan. Yeah, there you go. Goddamn. Looking like a cowboy. Keenan's a real cowboy. I was like, it's not, I'm not playing. It's not dress up for me. <laughs> do, you, do you, uh,. Wait. Look at this hat. You feel you look like does it look like I just went out and bought this hat? <laughs> Gosh damn it. Now uh we're dressed this way, we're supposed to have an interview today. We'll see if that even happens. Again, <laughs> dressed this way all the Crazy time. Stuff. Look, do I need to you need to scoot over? I know. You're purposely sitting over there. There's like a whole space. You like to push me out so that you're front and center. I don't like center. to push nobody out and be front and center. <laughs> if I could scoot I'm gonna hit my beer. Our beer. Oh yeah. Permanent. Yeah. Still Don't, all you'll, you'll fuck up the 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 process. Don't touch it. We're looking at a fucking like a probably nine percent beer right there. Hell yeah! Oh, that's the IPA. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh man, it's IPA going to be bitter as fuck. I mean, it's still it's still converting uh, sugar mm -hmm. right now into alcohol right now. You can hear it as it bubbles. It's science, bitch. Science. So today, today <coughs> I've already drank mine. I got impatient. I know today. Yeah, you're like, I know <laughs> today's beer of the day is. Brewster Cogburn. It's good. Wait. No. Oh, I mean, I'm trying it for the first time right now. This beer is Brewster Cogburn, made by Saloon Door Brewing Company. Saloon, like in the wild, wild west. I mean, you could just say wild west. It has a, uh, look, there's a Will sheriff. Smith. There's a sheriff cock right here. Sheriff Cock. <laughs> <laughs> he has a he has a sheriff badge. This is brewed in Webster, Texas. It is uh it is nine percent alcohol by volume. Nine or nine point two. Where did you say it's brewed? Uh, Webster? Webster. Webster. It's nine point six percent alcohol by volume. This is an Imperial vanilla cream ale. It's not just a cream ale. It's an Imperial cream ale. Nine percent for a cream ale. Whoo, that's crazy. It's uh It smells vanilla y. It's basically an alcoholic cream soda. I'm gonna I'm gonna try it. You barely yeah. taste any beer. It's just it tastes like cream soda, doesn't it? It's like cream soda. That's yes. kinda not good. I mean of course it tastes great. It's like beer marketed to children again. Always. This? Yeah. Well cream ales. It's like at least Hey kids. Do you like cream soda? At least it's Do a, you want to get fucked up? At <laughs> least at least it's a creamy cream ale. Some of the cream ales I've had recently weren't creamy. Mm. Oh yeah. See, like dude, it, 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 I wish it was just an imperial cream ale without the vanilla, you know? And it, uh, I wish it was a beer flavored cream ale. I like the cream ales cuz they're thicker, but I like for my beer to taste like beer. You do? I do. This does taste like beer. No, it tastes like cream soda only. It tastes like vanilla cream. No, it, it tastes like vanilla cream. No beer. <laughs> There's 9% in this bad boy. And they, they hit it well. 
It, it tastes like a, it's a cream soda that fucks you up. <laughs> uh, not, not my father's cream soda. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> my... they, they wanted to go with that, but copyright and all. Uh, saloon door. Uh, do you remember any of the other saloon door stuff? They don't make. I don't think they make anything less than eight percent in alcohol. Good. Uh, no, nah, we've had. Dude, my hat's so crooked. Yes, we've had some. Uh... <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> we've had some saloon door yeah, in the past. They have a the tasty. Like is it tasty AF? Tasty AF. Tasty as fuck. Yeah, uh, uh, peanut butter. Down. Man, it's like I gotta try. I gotta like start making a, a journal of the beers we've had because after a point in time goes by, you should do it by the brewery. Yeah, so write the breweries down because yeah. you'll be like, man, you remember when we had that? And I'll be like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> you know, this is a solid. Like we've beer. tried fifty beers since the last time we've had Saloon Door. Indeed, and I do not remember. Maybe because the alcohol. Tasty AF. I remember seeing them. They were they were at a Kroger, and uh, I seen them. They were they were trying to force people to drink their beer because they couldn't sell it. Because it tastes like beer. Well, no, no, it, <laughs> no one's ever heard of it before in Beaumont, and so when you're trying to sell a a twenty two dollar four pack at a Kroger, oh, and you yeah. and you have like a, a shit ton of inventory there. Well, dude, like <laughs> I found, like me personally, and well, like. Surely there's other beer enthusiasts just like us that literally buy shit because they haven't heard of it, because they haven't tried yeah. it, because it's new. Yeah. But I guess not a lot to like support their to fund their business, I guess. Well, they, I mean, I think they sell a lot now. Just at the time, I remember them having like they had just cases stacked uh, stacked next to uh, an aisle of this of this or was it ridiculous AF? It was one of them. Because they, they make a tasty AF and a ridiculous AF. Like they had AF. a whole display, like please yeah, they, buy our they, shit. Yeah, they hold the, a giant stack of it. They had not sold a single one. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell? Have they sold any? They, they, they might have sold one four-pack finally. And then uh, and then it finally took somebody to come in and do samplings. and uh, In the store? In like, the store. Like, try a beer? Yeah, someone from the brewery. They sent someone from the brewery to there to do sampling. Legal? You think that'd be not allowed? And so, I mean, I'm glad that I'm not saying oh they shouldn't be able to do that. Um, but like you know, I was I'm actually shocked. before he left. I was approved to do it. What? Like because we were gonna do this whole thing with opinions of beer. We we're gonna do blind taste tests for like craft beer and stuff. And I thought that'd be fun. Why? I wanted to do October. I was going to do Oktoberfest beers. Like say what? Like what's the best Oktoberfest? Why, why are you talking about all this? Like it's past tense. Why aren't we doing this? Because I, I don't. Because that guy left to Houston. That was going to give me the opportunity. Yeah, the, the guy was going to let me do it at the store. It was, it was a store employee? The manager. We'll just talk to the new man. Whatever manager isn't. Well, I guess. Yeah. Look, if they've <laughs> let someone do it before, they have no precedent to not let you do it now. Yeah, I guess. I guess. So. I don't know what the what the rules are, though, in tastings. Yeah, it's not like you can sit there and get fucked up in Market Basket. Uh, but I, I I assume it's a similar rules as like book signings See, at Kroger. I, I would do it. I would do it, and like, who cares what you're allowed to do? You know, they're not sitting there like watching you. You know, they'll they'll leave you to your own devices. So every time someone would sample a beer, yeah, I would too. I'd be like, I'm gonna drink one with you, bro, and then like do that over and over, and straight up get fucked up at Market Basket. You know, just be drunk. I mean, you want to try some? Oh <laughs> I've been drinking all day. This shit's great. 
Oh, jeez. What would you rate this beer? Like a fucking seven. A seven? Seven? It tastes like a... You think this is a... Uh, it's too cream soda. What's the closest beer you've had so far to um, the Harry Potter beer? Uh, well, you mean the uh, 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 butter beer? Yeah. Fuck, this is actually it. <laughs> uh, maybe that's what it, you were thinking that in the back of your mind, and that's why you asked it. Well, like like a, a, a buttered beer, especially if you go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in, in Orlando, is just a butterscotch cream soda. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know if there's actually alcoholic butter beer. Like, in, in the books, it's a, it's low percent alcohol, oh. which I dig that. They're giving kids alcohol, like, you know. And there's no reg- like they're like what like three percent alcohol, but there's no regulation re- regulation like here, kid, drink twenty of these if you want to get drunk. <laughs> and uh, I that's just something we should try in real life. No, <laughs> no, but really, uh, I don't know if there's actually any alcoholic ones out there, but uh, uh, uh for the most part, a buttered beer is just uh, uh, a, it's just like root beer or cream soda, except it's it's a butterscotch cream soda. <laughs> so this is like it. Yeah, this yeah, is it. This is it. Very close. Man, you know what? Like, yeah. Who's, I, who's the most... Like, I will re-bottle this shit and use it for, like, a Harry Potter party. Who's yeah. the most country southern Harry Potter character? This is a weird goddamn fucking question, but Hagrid, obviously. He, okay, he's pretty southern. Yeah, he's pretty fucking backwoods. <laughs> yeah. Backwoods guy lives up in, yeah. in the woods. Yeah. He literally. He literally lives in the... See, you know, because country never goes out of style. Never. And it's countrywide and country worldwide. Wide, worldwide. I'm sure there's country people in England. Probably not. <laughs> you know, there's country folk everywhere. Yeah, I know. There's redneck. He'll call them the red. No, country folks. And yeah, oh, dude, country folk from Ireland are just so great. They got that backwoods Irish accent. Oh, like, really? You can't understand a fucking <laughs> word they're saying, and I love it. Sounds like Cajun. Yeah, yeah, dude. It's like <laughs> the way people can't understand Cajuns here. There are people in the backwoods of Ireland that have such a thick Irish fucking dialect that it's just. I, I love that, like, dude. I like you know you listen to them enough, you start to be able to understand them. And like, I was watching a uh, the what was it the the, uh, the Graham Norton show. Yes. And they they have random guests on the show, and you know. uh they have a bunch, there's a bunch of American actors on the show, and then they have, like, this random guest, and he's from, like, the backwoods of Ireland, and he starts talking, and Graham Norton pauses and looks at all the American, uh, actors, and he's like, you're not even gonna understand this one, don't even try, you know, <laughs> and it made me happy that it's like, I could understand a word he's saying, you know, fun stuff, fun stuff, fun stuff, so, Keenan, what I want to do today is I actually want to ask you the questions that I plan on asking, uh, because also, I don't know if you know this, I'm not Buck Fuller. Keenan. Yes. I'm going to ask you, this, you're a country guy, I'm going to ask you the same questions. But I'm not a country artist. And we're going to, well, we're going to see the and difference. I, and I didn't even do motocross. I'm going to see the, I'm okay, going to. not officially. I mean, me and my friends raced on dirt bikes. Well, I want to see what the difference in y'all's answers will be. If you and, if you and him will answer differently. Well, of course, okay. All right. Of course. All right. How did you start your music career? Favorite, favorite, number one, favorite beer. Bud Light. No, I'm joking. You know my favorite beer is Bellhaven Scottish Hill. Favorite fast food. Uh, fuck, that is a goddamn good question. That is a fucking good question. <laughs> it's also good. What, fast food? 
Yeah. <laughs> but what's your favorite fast food? <sighs> like a... Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen? Yeah. What? Just like in general? The burger, you know. Oh, uh, like every, no matter, uh, wherever fast food place I go to, like it's all about the burgers. Oh, you know. Number three is "Fancy Like" by Walker Hayes, deserving of the top spot in the Billboard Top Ten Country Songs. No. <laughs> Did we listen to that on that last one? In the in the in our in our future one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do we listen to that in the future? Do you play video games? Absolutely. What's your favorite video game? Uh, currently, what's your current favorite game? Hmm, I don't have a current favorite game because I've been playing the same four video games for like ten years now. Of the four, what's your favorite? None of them. I guarantee you it. Hate I that? Hate, no, I I'm tired of them so much. My favorite video game will always be Ace Combat Six. Ace Combat Six. So you know, coming out with the Ace Combat movie. What? No, they're not. Oh no, Top Gun Two. My bad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you freaked me out. I was like, bro, I have to Google that. Uh, current favorite film. Man, like, uh, current. What? <laughs> what is it? Do you watch any movies? Are you frozen? <laughs> He's dead. I'm thinking of every movie in existence right now. He's dead. I'm thinking of every movie in existence. It's making my head hurt. Oh, uh, current favorite movie. Fuck. I don't know. They all suck. No. Oh, all suck. Uh, can I say, even though it's not even out yet, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home? Okay. No. no uh Fuck, there's so many good ones out there. I still, I don't know, I think like, you know, until I find a, 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 a another favorite movie, like... What? Hmm. It's like, there's so many movies that's like, I could... It's like I would list movies that like I could watch endlessly, no matter how many times I watch them. But it's like, what in that list is at the top? You know? Tell me. Mm, top Gun. Top Gun. There we go. Woo! Uh, what is the lowest calculated mass of dark matter? Three. The correct answer is ten minus twenty-four electron volts. Yeah, I was up. I wasn't too far off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who's your favorite motocross person? Well, this. Doesn't count because uh, this maybe may not count because uh, he's only my favorite because he went on to do other things besides motocross. But I would say Travis Pastrana. Mm. Travis Pastrani. Uh. <laughs> um, but that's just because, like, you know, he went on to do freestyle motocross. I'm more into freestyle motocross. What's one of your favorite uh, country singers? Chris Ledoux. What um, what's the relevance of Nashville to you? Mm, it's like all the best country artists have their start in Nashville. Country artists head to Nashville to start their country artisticism. Do you believe in saving the planet? One beer at a time. Do you like craft beer? I do. Are you a part of the Illuminati? I am. 
Now it's time to play this or that. <laughs> now it's time to play this or that. Ready? Or we we don't we because are. I'm part of the Illuminati and you do as I tell you. All right. Big and Rich or Montgomery Gentry? Montgomery Gentry. Chris Ledoux or Doug Superdog? You don't like Doug Superdog? I have no idea who that is. Yes, huh? I mean, like, I could he, wrote, probably... he wrote the greatest country song. What is it? No, the greatest country song is Cowboys Have. Yeah, but, Chris he, but he's he wrote the greatest country song and was told it's not the greatest country song because he didn't mention. That, that's <laughs> who? No, dude, that's David Allen Coe. No, but do, actually, Doug Supernall. What? He, David he Allen Coe wrote this. Told him that. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. David Allen Coe sings the song, but he sings it. Like it was written by, like it was sent to David Allen Coe. Like, hey, I just wrote the greatest country song. You yeah, sing it, and he responded back. Yeah, no, you didn't, because you didn't say anything about Mama or prison or yeah, okay, yeah, all right, moving on. <laughs> uh, Nickelback or Creed? Nickelback. Burger or hot dog? Burger. Coffee or tea? Coffee. <laughs> Chicken or steak? Steak. Marvel or DC? Marvel. <laughs> Hip hop or metal? Metal. Baseball or football? Football. These IPA, are so easy. IPA or stout? Oh, that's a good one. Uh, stout, it's like I, it's like I want to like IPA. Like, I enjoy a great IPA better than I enjoy a great stout, but often stouts are better than IPAs. Did I fuck your mind with that? So what are you saying? I don't know. <laughs> IPA or stout? I don't know. <laughs> Ah, stouts, because they're always, stouts are more often beer-flavored beer. Ale or lager? Ales. If these, places were, if these places were real, which would you rather be stuck at? Jurassic Park or Perfection Valley, where Tremors take place? Yeah, you have to explain that to some people. But you know you don't have to explain that to me. Perfection Ale, hashtag. Uh, Jurassic Park. I guess so. I might, I might as well get stuck yeah. <laughs> at a park. I mean, like, if, if you're going to die either way, uh, <laughs> it's, it's more visually amusing. It's like an eating my worm. Or, like, I'd rather my chances with uh, above-ground dinosaurs than underground tremors, you know? Yeah. You know? Like, I yeah, know. I guess so. Yeah. Because yeah. you could be standing there. And, and just, then get eaten. Yeah. Uh, from beneath. And yeah, you underneath. don't even know. Like, dinosaurs, you know, oh, shit, I should run. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or stay extremely still. If you wrote and recorded an Opinions and Beer theme song, how would it go? Opinions and Beer. We are Opinions and Beer. We are Opinions and Beer.